Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is your weekly source of gaming news, questions, and impressions from minimap.com.au. My name is Kerry Palmer, and joining me is Jeremy Bratitich. Hello. What, what's what's news, Jeremy? I uh, I was just just saying like literally seconds ago before we started that I feel like I haven't spoken to you much this week. They put another anime sword character in Smash Brothers. <laughs> they sure did, buddy. <laughs> they sure did. No, my my boy, my my boy is there. They put Sora. They did. They no, fi- no one they thought it, it was going to happen. No one thought it was going to happen. Well, people thought it was going to happen, but like people also thought for a long time that that the mouse had stopped it from happening. And um, like you could kind of see that influence, but yeah, no, totally. Yeah. And it's cool that um I missed this like when it was originally revealed. I didn't see it in the stream, but it's cool they 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 got Doom Guy in as the um. As the me fighter, like just cool that yeah. he's in there. Yeah, yeah, because um, yeah, he, some... he, he was he was one that was wanted in as an actual character for a little while. Yeah, and like this is the the final hurrah, and mm. like he it comes with some music or did they just play music over the trailer? I can't remember. For Doom or for for Doom? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, off the top of my head, did not pay that oh, close yeah. attention. That was fun. That was fun. We'll we'll talk about the um the the smash reveal. We'll recap it. Um, at the end of the episode, uh, but <laughs> you know the other thing that happened last week, Jeremy. What happened last week? Metroid Dread came out. Yeah. The Switch OLED model came out. Yeah. Uh, Far Cry Six came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Battlefield Twenty Forty Two beta happened over the weekend. Yeah. That's it. But also, like, I I bought and started playing Deathloop and like, and I so finally a big week for you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I and I and I got back into Outer Wilds properly and back into the um and I and I started the DLC like huge week, monumental. Like I yeah. had no idea the Switch was coming out this soon <laughs> until like really? literally like last Tuesday or Wednesday. So I was like, oh, dread reviews are. I can't wait for the dread reviews to come up tomorrow. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I've uh my. Well, actually, you should finish the intro and then we'll get. Yeah, into let, it. let's intro the podcast because that's that's a lot of what we have to talk about this week as well. So let's let's get into it. If you're unaware, this is the Minimap Cast. Uh, this is our weekly podcast we do for minimap.com.au, um, where you can go and find all episodes of this podcast, all episodes of our other podcasts like our Game Club and our Pop Culture Kissability Popca- podcast 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 um, <laughs> pop podcast. Pop Maybe that's what that's, maybe that's what the pecking order is. It's a kissability popcast. Uh, no. Yeah, I know it's not great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> also, the occasional written word is over there. Um, if you want to support us, you can uh, give this episode and this show a positive rating on your podcast service of choice. Uh, that would really, really help us out a lot. Um, some kind words if those are offered uh, for you. If there's a text box, otherwise, just like a rating or a plus or a tick or a thumb up or a heart, whatever the little button is on your service. Uh, pressing that, doing that uh, goes a long way. Uh, if you want to support us monetarily as well, you can go to patreon.com slash minimapau uh, where there are some uh, options there for you if you want to support us with your money. Uh, if you did, that would be great. Uh, I think that's about it. Aside from also just wanting to say thank you to Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D improv from their YouTube channel as the music for the new Mapcast. Uh, you can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. Um, man, where do we start here? 
Uh, There's a bunch. Well, let, let's just keep going off the off the dread and and, and switch. Yeah, and stuff, yeah, yeah. I reckon OLED. Uh, Neither of us have an OLED, so. Well, I mean, I've, I've, my housemate does, so I played his. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Oh, go go talk about it. Um, it's another Nintendo Switch. <laughs> <laughs> like, look, it's it's the screen is great. Um, it's it's a it's a gorgeous looking screen um it's very crisp it's very bright it's very it's very sharp um and the colors like really really pop like you know the the led like way the those those pixels treat colors it's great um it's why i bought an oled tv um brightness is really really bright um and like does you know like oled is local dimming um Mm. which is like incredible um so yeah, it's 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 a really great looking screen. Um, the 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 reduced bezel is also really nice as well, um, and like that's sort of it. Um, the the dock is designed a little bit better, and the kickstand is better on the switch. Um, but yeah, that's sort of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it it still is just another switch. Um, I I still think they're going to bring out a pro version next year, um, and I think that's going to hurt. Um, I think that's gonna that's gonna sting for some for the folk who bought this, um, because that pro version still definitely exists. <laughs> yeah. Um, no matter what Nintendo say. Yeah. That they're lying. <laughs> They've done it before. Yeah, they um, like they do like to lie. Yes. Uh. So. Yeah. Um. It's 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 good looking. the The white dock looks really nice, and it's got like the the nice rounded edges. Um, except it looks terrible with anything that isn't white Joy Cons. Um, I I've, I, oh, I took right. a fo- I took a photo with my red and blue Joy Con sitting in the white dock, and it looks horrid. Because it, it has the black terrible. switch peeking up over the top too, right? It'd just be really. Yep. Uh huh. Yep. Wow. Hang yeah. on. I, I'll 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 tweet a photo of it. Um. So anybody can go on my Twitter and have a look. But I'll I'll just bring up the photo, Kerry, so I can show you. Just to what, get uh, your... what what Twitter would that be, Jeremy? Uh, at Obi Wan Jazz, Kerry. Um, actually, I won't show the video. Oh, sorry, I won't bring it up on video. I'll just send the image directly to you so you can see it without me having to fuck up my camera. Um, I think that's called the second screen experience. <laughs> um, yeah, it's that's it's, so it, weird. It's it's wonky looking because <laughs> um, it's it's like an off white too. It's not a it's not like like white white. It's like slightly bone oh, white. It, yeah, yeah, it's it, it it is a bone white. Like if, if anyone's seen that that um that wonderful scene from American Psycho, it's like that. Let's see the switches card. Um, yeah, it's it, it's it, it's a really nice looking screen. I I I saw a little bit of Metroid Dread on that screen. It looks really nice. Um, and it does the most important thing I think honestly for that console is it does have OLED burn-in reduction tech in it. Um, like some of the the pixel shifting and stuff like that, it does have um, that inbuilt, which is good because the the dangerous thing about OLED tech is that you you have a, a high well not a high but you you have a you have a chance or a, a realistic chance to get burn in on your console if you don't or on your screen rather if you don't take proper care of it, um, which is like I, a I, problem with games right because of heads up displays. Yes. So things could just be very static on the screen, and that's what that's what contributes to that kind of problem. Especially, especially older games, because a lot of modern games uh, have semi-transparent UI on them, mm-hmm. um, 
or or UI that disappears, um, or, or like moves. animates. Yes, yeah, and, and that stuff will reduce the burn in drastically because it's not going to be displaying the same picture over and over and over again. Um, whereas retro games didn't have that; everything was very static a lot of the time. So a lot of the time, um, people who play a lot of retro games start to experience some of the UI burn in, um, or or people that play like a like a lot of the same game will will begin to experience our on an OLED screen. Um, if you don't take proper care of it, make sure it turns off when you're not using it. Make sure you're not leaving it on when you're like away, um, turning on things like uh, pixel shift t- and doing some of the maintenance stuff as well. Um, on my um, on my LG CX TV, uh, I have um, uh, like a, a a setting where a, a white line just goes through every pixel of the screen and just kind of flattens everything. Um, what it, and that does reduce burn in kinda what, what what that does is it actually evens out burn in all the way through yeah it just um, kills all the other pixels to a point where it evens out <laughs> like it kinda and and for the most part what it does is it reduces the noticeable burn in in a way that's that's really effective what it does is over time it will slowly start to reduce the brightness of the tv um but that's you know that that's just where the tech is at the moment um and like you know a lot of the like a lot of the time it's just you, you do what you can do um but yeah like I, i'm glad they do have that and now i guess the switch has the best handheld screen finally at long last it's just overtaken the vita um now that it, there's an oled version because the, the oled vita oh, what what a what a good looking screen that was yeah it's interesting um, i watched um digital foundry's review and they had the two side by side the switch OLED, switch oled and the um the the original oled vita um and I think they were both at max brightness and they were, they were playing the same thing. They were playing Rayman Legends, which is one oh, right. of the few games, I guess, that were compatible. And it the 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 OLE, the Switch model trounced it, A, because it's huge, but it's way brighter as well. So the it's like, oh wow, it's it's you can see that step forward. Yeah. Um even if it has been a little while coming. It it's interesting. I you know, I've listened to a few reviews, I've watched a few videos and stuff like that. I wasn't expecting everyone to be so high on it who reviewed it. Um, like, there are people who have been very much like, look, if you're not here for the screen, if you don't play this, um, if you don't pay, if you don't play the Switch portably, um, yeah. or you don't play it that much, it's not going to be that worth it for you because the yeah. feature of this model is the screen. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's uh, like what I've heard and what I can take from from this is. If you play it on the TV more often than you play it handheld, don't buy it. Mm. If you got a Switch in the, within the last eighteen months, don't buy it. Mm. If you got a Switch on launch, it's it's a worthy upgrade if you play it handheld a lot. Like that's like yeah, fair enough. Go for it yeah. if you want. And I still maintain it's a it's actually a a relatively compelling offer for someone who doesn't already have one. Oh, absolutely, yeah, totally. Like you know, it's it's the better version of the console. Um, yeah. I, I would act, although people who people who are really really like like people who don't have a whole lot of money I would still actually say wait until to see what happens next year um, if the pro model comes out you'd want that yeah um, but also if you got the money now and you and you're looking to pick one up it's a it's a it's a better version of a of a of a real nifty console yeah um, I think you're right I think it would really sting if they came out with something with better internals in the next 12 months. 
I think. I wouldn't be surprised if they waited like 18 months or to start of 2023 before they said something. Um, now that this one has come out, if they were being smart about it, which they're Nintendo, so there's absolutely no guarantee that they will be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said, if they're being smart about it, then Jerry, your face was just like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. And, and I also did see um, a rumor floating around on Twitter that people who are interested in playing Kingdom Hearts on the Switch should wait. What? Yeah, which, which does fall into my mind of maybe whatever version of Kingdom Hearts they wanted to put on Switch, they couldn't now. They brought, they brought out the cloud version, but they're waiting for the better internals version. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, which would lead into the, you know, like the idea that they were going to, they are going to bring out the pro model at some point, maybe next year. I have no idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Weird, weird fucking thing. Um, anyway, I've been playing Metroid Dread. Um, How that came it? out as well. Um, it's really good. It's, it's, it's really good. This is my, my first Metroid game. Um, I've played many. I've played many a Metroidvania, and yet I've never played a Metroid, and I've basically never played a Castlevania. Um, I've played about an hour and a half of Symphony of the Night once, <laughs> um, so essentially I've never played one. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. This 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 game's real cool. I'm 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 really liking it. I haven't I haven't played a whole lot of it because I've been I've been starting too many games, and I need to actually finish some of them. So I started a little bit, played a little bit on day one, and then said, "Okay, I'll come back to this when I when I finish some of the other ones I've already started." Um, but yeah, it's 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 really neat. Um, it's got cool sci-fi stuff, which which I like. There are some things that I really do not like about it, and there are some mm. things that I really really do like about it. The map design is great. It's really really cool. Um, do you mean the, specifically like the level design, or like yeah. the artistic design of the world? Uh, uh, both, I guess, actually. Um, but like, like I was talking about, like the actual, the the level design of, of the map as you go through, except for the hidden walls. Um, <laughs> and look, anybody who's played a Metroid game before is going to listen to this, going, "Ah, oh, I remember my first Metroid." Um, I think. I think part of the part of the hidden wall design I think is bad. I agree, um, Jeremy. I agree. Like so okay, so here's the thing. So th- there are hidden walls all over all over the um the the map in Metroid where you you shoot them and then the wall disappears the disappears into blocks and then you can go back and f- from that from that point onward it it just looks like a wall you can destroy. Um but a lot of the time they're camouflaged and putting secrets behind those is neat, I think. You know, it's like the um, you know, it's it's a it's a good way to hide secrets in a way that isn't just like, hey, here's the secret, come back later to find it or something. A lot of the time, it's like, oh, I, I wonder where that thing is. Oh, I wonder if I shoot the wall, it'll just dis- and disappears, and you get the secret. Like, oh, cool, I feel. And smart. to be fair, you get pointed in that a little way in in Metroid oh, games yeah. of the past. You get pointed towards that stuff where it's like, oh, the room ends here, but on the map screen, it doesn't end here or something like totally. that. Totally, it's like, oh, yeah. there's something in the next square. Totally. Um, I think that putting the main path progression on the other side of a hidden hall is bad. Unless you were to change the design of the hidden wall to make it, like, if you really notice it, you can tell that it's a wall you can break. That would be okay with me. But they look identical to real-life walls, and I don't want to go around shooting every single wall just in case it's the way I need to go when I get stuck. And 
I've been told, oh, but that's what Metroid does. And I'm like, well, that's bad. Um, you know, it's like, that's like saying, you know, I need to look at a Wikipedia page to find out what to do next in Dark Souls. Like, I think that's bad. Um, yeah. it, it's, it's like the original, like, burnable bushes or bombable walls in, like, the original Zelda. But, like, for that, you, you actually had no idea what they were. Like, you, you had to yeah. look at really cryptic hints or just hit every wall until you found something which is like yeah. yeah not good yeah um so and you know like like uh, dark souls has hidden walls as well but they're never like the path you need to go it's like oh there's a chest behind it or like hey there's like a like a hidden a, a hidden shortcut that you don't need but is nice to have sort of thing right mm. um as far as i remember anyway um, it, the ones that irk me in Dark Souls are the are the hidden bonfires. It's like, oh, this would have been so helpful, or like, <laughs> or I can't imagine doing this section without this kind of a deal. There yeah. are a few of those. And but you know, like when you when you play part. when you play a Souls game, at least a little bit after launch, like you know, people put up notes and stuff to to let you know where the hidden things are, um, and it sort of becomes a it's it's a different thing at that point. It turns in it turns into a different mechanic. Um, but yeah, anyway, I, I, Metro Dread, I think is, is really, really cool. There's a lot of really neat stealth stuff in it, which I didn't expect. Um, there's, uh, these enemies called Emmys, which are big robots that, um, will almost insta-kill you unless you do a really, really, really tricky counter. Um, but they just chase you, um, throughout certain zones. Um, and you have to go through the, like, area... And try not alert it, um, or if you do alert it, you got to try and run away before it catches you. Um, and then you like power ups. You can get a like um, a invisibility thing, which which has got a, a limited use before you have to recharge it, um, which is really cool because then it becomes a, a like a, a, a stealth Metroid game, um, which is like and like they do that stuff really well. Um, th- there's a lot of neat mechanics of having to s- having to stay in an area where an enemy is chasing you. And do something else to progress at the same time, and so there's like a there's like a cat and mouse game um, going on while that's happening. Um, it's it like I'm I'm I'm, ha- I'm having a really good time with it. I'm looking forward to going back to it when I've got a bit more time to play it. Um, the the sound design is really cool. Um, the Samus's armor in this is really sick. I think it's a great design. I think the game itself looks quite good, um, like visually, design wise, but also graphic wise. I think it's like I think it's what it, it's it's not it's not a it's not an incredibly pr- incredibly pretty game that starts to tank the switch frame rate, but it's also not ugly. Like I th- I think I think they've, they've struck a good balance with it. Um, I think aiming with the Joy-Con isn't good. Um, it's 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 ne- it never feels never feels quite right. Mm. Um, I wish I wish there was a bit more snapping with it. Um, like you know if you play the older games you'd be on a D pad. Um, you can't use the D-pad to aim in this, and I really wish you could. Interesting. Um, so, yeah. Um, because the 360 aiming is like, it's like a, that's a really new part of the series that was new with Samus Returns. Mm, right, okay. Um, yeah, it, 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 it doesn't feel great. Um, I am playing with my Joy-Cons, but like it doesn't feel great. Um, and and th- the buttons that it makes me use, like, makes my hands cramp. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know, the Joy Cons are small, so that's that, that's partly why. Um, but yeah, hands, hands big, controllers slow. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's 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 really cool. It's really cool. I'm looking forward to um really falling into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
uh, yeah, tw- twice now I thought I soft locked the game when I haven't. So like, you know, oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's fun. Yeah, like really early. I um I had heard similar things from uh, listening to Tim Gettys, and he was like, "Look, if you're playing it and you think you're stuck, you're probably not stuck. Keep going. There yeah. is an answer. There is a solution." Yeah. Um, yeah. I I think it's interesting you're talking about those those hidden walls and pardon me those hidden walls and how like it's such a part of the thing and people's like oh that's Metroid they did try to change that a bit with um, Samus Returns which was this studio's first Metroid game sure. just the remake of two um, where they had that button that sort of revealed secrets to you in on your screen um, and a lot of people felt like it was it was too easy to press and it trivialized the exploration of Metroid and blah, 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 blah. And that's not in this game, so far as I know. Um, yeah, I, I don't have that button. And 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 now we're getting hit with that old, like, oh, this design is old, this is this is thing. So it's it's funny. There's the, I'm sure there is a, like, a graceful in-between, but, it, yeah. They, it, it's about finding that, right? You know, yeah. series trappings, especially for a series that you didn't create. Like, you know. Yeah. It, that that um, that must be so difficult. Um, but like really, like I feel like they have met, they've done a really good job. Like, and I, this is someone who has no like I've never played a Metro game before. Like, this is not like a, a series that I that I you know truly love or you know have any feelings one way or another about. Um, but I think this this game's real cool. Um, I'm really liking it. The boss design's great too. Um, the 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 few bosses that I that I've done, um, were really fun. Um, and I've got cool, neat mechanics. Um. Mm. And you know, like I, I've played Metroid games. Uh, Metroid. I've played Metroid Manias before. I enjoy a, I enjoy a power up hunt, um, and I and I love the feeling of like, oh, this looks like an area that I need to power up that I don't have yet. Like I'm gonna come back to this, and I'm gonna feel real smart. And I come back to it, and I feel real smart. <laughs> uh, so like, yeah, it's I'm 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 having a very good time with it. I think it's I think it's a a really good, a, a really well put together game. Great. Are you gonna get awesome. it? I think I will. Um, I yeah. really wasn't planning to, but the the reception for it has been really positive. Um, I think you. I think it, this would be a game you'd really like. I think yeah. this would be a game you would fall into easily. I have played one. I've, I've played Zero Mission, which was the GBA remake of Metroid One, right? Which is very Super Metroid inspired. It's very what if Metroid One was Super Metroid, um, sure. which I've learned after the fact. Um, I played that game a lot many, many years ago. Um, and I really, mm-hmm. really liked that game. I've played a lot. I played, I played the start of Fusion many times back when my emulator that I was playing when I was like nine didn't have a save function because it was broken or something. Um, <laughs> wait, are you, you emulated a Metroid game? How dare you? Wait, I, you, I, you monster. My brother's You're friend gave it to the... me. I don't know where it came from. I don't, I don't know anything about these things. Kerry, don't mention on Twitter that you emulated a Metroid game. People are going to crucify you. <laughs> All right, I won't mention it on Twitter. Just on my, my think, very think successful podcast. Think of poor podcast. Doug Bowser. He's going to never make a Metroid game ever again. Think of poor <laughs> Nintendo. Christ. What a <laughs> fucking week. Wait, is, that, is this in relation to a specific tweet oh, oh did you not see this no i didn't see this i thought you were just being generally like no no so 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 kotaku ran a story commenting on like the uh, that people are emulating metroid dread on on pc oh, um right. and that and that led to a whole host of people 
saying, I can't believe you would promote piracy this way. I can't believe that you're promoting emulation of a game that just came out. How, how dare you? We're never going to get another Metroid game because people are pirating the game. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, do you like... Do you go outside? Do you know what what this is? Do you work for Nintendo? <laughs> yeah, give it, give me. I straight, I fucking. Oh, I'm so oh, mad about wow. this. Jeremy I, just tilted I, himself. What happened? <laughs> I straight up saw like some account going on about like you know fucking Kotaku. How dare they promote piracy this way? And then did hashtag fucking buy Metroid Dread. And I looked at their account. <laughs> They're a fucking Nintendo ambassador. I flipped my shit. Oh wow! Right. I, I get absolutely fucked, you marketing arm piece of wank. I cannot believe. <laughs> Uh, Drinking the like, Kool-Aid. Like, you know, people overuse this word, but a literal shill. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's that's what that is. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, the anyway, thing that... Um, it, was a, it, was a bad, it was a bad time on Twitter for the past two days. <laughs> I, I, I do agree with the sentiment that, like, pirating new games is bad. Like, I do agree with that. Like, like emulating... Zero mission, like who cares? It's on GBA. Like, how are you going to buy and play that game now at days anyway? Like, like yeah, you should emulate that. And, and and you know, I think back to when um, the Witness came out, and you know, made by Jonathan Blow, made by a small small indie team, got such high critical recognition, and it was being pirated to shit, where they lost like a third of their sales or something like that because because it all went to piracy. Um, but at the same time, like. Never going to get another Metroid again, and like there's there's levels to that, and 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 but like and like the other side of that, the argument is like well, like at least from from my understanding, you know, a lot of the time, piracy doesn't take away from sales. Most people who pirate never planned on buying it anyway. You know, all it is is more people playing the game. You know, like they haven't paid for it, but they they didn't steal it. <laughs> They didn't take it away from somebody else. They just have a copy of it, right? Mm. And if they never planned on buying it anyway, it's a it it it's not like somebody is is losing money on that. It's just somebody isn't making money on that. Mm. Um, but they might make money in another way where the more people play it, then there will people more, there will be more people talking about it, which will then make more people buy it anyway. Sure, there's a lot I mean of, it's a lot still illegal. There's a lot of nuance in that ar- in in that argument as well. You know, it's not it's not that cut and dry. It is um, still illegal. Yes, no, it 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 is it is still, still a legal area. But the the argument that piracy is a it, the argument that piracy is not a victimless crime is 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 too heavy handed for for anybody to say straight out. Right. Um, and you know, especially with Nintendo games, their their track record with um. Uh, preservation is terrible mm. um, and a lot of the time people being able to play a game on the computer with with a configuration that they enjoy more um, is an accessibility thing for them um, in in some regards as well so th- there's a lot of nuance to that to, to that conversation that Twitter was not having <laughs> um, but it was a it was a fun time to be had by none <laughs> um, <laughs> I appreciate getting the cliff notes from you Speaking of Jonathan Blow, did you hear that he's a COVID truther? <laughs> a COVID truther? I don't even yeah, know what that he's, means. 
he's a COVID is a COVID is a man made thing to sell vaccines, kind of. Oh, guy. Jonathan, why? This, this, this is this is uh, this, this is from like nine hours ago. Oh no. Anyway. People are people are in the replies just posting the, the fucking video of Soldier Boy playing Brave. Good, <laughs> good. That fucking pretentious job. <laughs> <laughs> people should tweet it. Um, I'm not going to say that. Yeah, don't weaponize our <laughs> limited audience. Yeah, <laughs> they won't last out there. <laughs> They'll be dashed on the shores. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Jeremy, talk to me about Hot Wheels Unleashed. I didn't know you were going to play this. So I don't think I've spoken about Hot Wheels. Okay, so like when I was when I was younger, oh, and boy. I didn't have a this this is this is this is prior to me having a PS2. I grew up on playing games on PC, um, but I didn't grow up playing the the PC games, which is funny. Um, you know, what do you mean like, the PC games? Like Age of Empires, you know, like Quake games, like you know, Civilizations, World of Warcraft, you know, like the okay. staple PC games. I didn't, I wasn't allowed to play those games. I think all of those are very like, not exclusively, but a lot of those are a bit inscrutable to a younger audience. Talking as someone whose older yeah. brother was into those games when he was three or four, like <laughs> sure, but like e- e- even games like. Um, like ones that were around that I could sort of grasp, you know, like a maybe a like a, I guess a StarCraft I could I probably could have grasped at yeah, some yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I did, I'd, so you could have. <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't I, I wasn't either given or like allowed or anything, right? Mm. Those games. What I grew up on was like the Lego Star Wars games, um, and a lot of uh. Like you know, games that were a lot of I had I had so many tie-in games. I had so many, you know, Shrek the movie, the game, Jimmy Neutron games, and Hot Wheels games. Um, and I I have four Hot Wheels games. I think four. Yeah, from Whoa. like two thousand and three to five or so. Um. Like a bunch of them, wow! And uh, they were really good to my six-year-old brain, right? Like I don't like fucking. I don't even. I, I can't even play them now. I tried. I I I went to l- install one of them, and it just like crumpled under the weight of being on a computer that isn't running, you know, Windows two thousand and three or whatever, right? Like it just it had no idea what to do. Try to run DirectX four. Uh, yeah, like it was like you need Windows XP or higher. I'm like, I certainly have that. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so I, I've, I, I have played a mini Hot Wheel game. Um, Velocity X was my favorite one. That one was really neat. Had a lot of power-ups, had different game modes, had like regular racing, had destroy the other car, had like collect all the, I want to say they were gears or cogs um, before the time ran out. Music in that was sick. I don't remember a single song, but I remember it was sick. Um, and then Hot Wheels Unleashed got announced last year. Or maybe even this year. Yeah. And Hot Wheels Unleashed is not like the Hot Wheels games of, of old. Hot Wheels games of old were kind of like, they weren't chewed. They weren't like, you know, edgy, but it was, you know, like 
kid edgy, you know, like Dragon Booster, right? <laughs> um, you know, Dragon Booster. <laughs> yeah, right? It's very specific, you know, there's going to be a very few people that are going to know what I'm talking about. It's <laughs> like, you know, if you were born between the year 1995 and 1998, you're going to know what I'm talking about, but anything, <laughs> anybody outside of those brackets yep. and going to go, what the fuck is that? Yep. Um, you know, Skyhawks. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> um, so... This new one that has come out is sort of. (laughs) Gary's just giggling. Um, Hot Wheels Unleashed is a game that is set in, um, like in 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 real life. I guess it's it's a you you are the size of actual Hot Wheels cars, um, driving around. You know, like below countertops and you know, like on benches and you know, in in like a like a gigantic racetrack, which is just in the size of somebody's room. Um, and it's it's sort of that tilt-shift, like depth of field mm. kind of thing that goes on where where, where the, the room looks massive because you can't focus on it because it's it's so big. Mm. Um, and this game is really cool. Uh, this game is actually really, really neat. It is like just a... It's, it's, a, it's a regular old racing game um, where you are Hot Wheels cars and you... you, you there's there's a good weight of Hot Wheels car, genuinely in this game. Um, when you hit things, it creates the sound of a Hot Wheels car hitting something, which is mm-hmm. like, it's like a it's a it's a metal thunk, but it's 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 a light metal thunk. But it's but they still stop like Hot Wheels cars. They've done a really good job in that regard. Um, the maps look really cool. Uh, there's there's not a whole lot going on mechanically. It's it's just boost. Um, there's no there's no different power-ups or weapons that are going on in the game at all um but they do have uh rocket league light i will say boost flying around in this game which 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 i think is really fun where you can like if you're boosting off a ramp you can just tilt your car so the nose is pointing upwards and just fly up (laughs) um not to the extent of rocket league where you can like a genuinely fly and have like legitimate air control, but you can send yourself into a different direction, um, which I think is a, a really cool addition in this game because you can actually skip entire sections of the track um, mm. if you're good enough. Um, the there's like a campaign kind of mode. It's there's no story or anything. It's just like th- th- there's a big map, and the map looks like a like the map that I think everybody from the nineties had as a has like uh, the carpet everybody from the nineties had as a kid, which is like just the roads. Hate that um, carpet. You hate that car- Oh yeah, we've had this conversation. You hate that carpet. Um anyway, it's it's kinda like that, which which yeah. I think is really good and is hitting that that itch, I guess. This game is is throwing it's definitely throwing back to the to the folks that would have played Tony Hawk as a kid. Mm. Um mm. it's it's that age bracket, which which I think is interesting. Um, oh, it's smart, right? Because all of those people have kids. Yeah, but the kids, I don't think, are really going to get it. Um, no, like, but like, they're going to. But they're getting a decent game. Yeah, they are getting a decent game. This is a a really good arcade racer. Um, I'm finding it's it's not very deep. The music fucking bops, and there's online um, matchmaking, and there's a track editor. Um, yeah, and there's there's a there's a online play other people's track mode, mm. um, which which I think is cool. Um, there are some terrible tracks. Um, there are tracks that last four seconds because it's just <laughs> drive from one side to the other and oh. it takes you four seconds to get there and to match, like the matchmaking is kind of 
kind of busted where like you're waiting for like six or seven minutes for it to load and it keeps crashing out or like crashing entirely. Like I've been thrown back to the Xbox menu plenty of times while trying to like load into a match made game. Oh no. Um, it's not, it's not perfect. It's definitely not perfect. Um, but it's really fun. Um, I, the, the, let, let, let me pitch you when I'm going to play this game. A lot of the times when I get drunk with my housemates, one of two games will be put on the TV while we're drunk and just talking. It's either Tetris Effect mm. or it's Daytona. Daytona? Yeah. <laughs> a, on a new what? Challenger. On Game Pass? On the Xbox. And it's not on Game Pass. I just own that game on my, on my oh, Xbox. Oh, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> it's, like, it's like three bucks and it's incredible. Um... Maybe if you had a life-size steering setup. No, it's still good. It's still good because you can still drift in that game. Um, and drifting is really hard. Just like, just like NASCAR. Just like NASCAR. Just like, just like Daytona. Um, anyway, there's a third game that's being added to this list, which is, this is such a great, I'm very drunk and we're chatting in the living room and we're all facing the TV, but the TV's not on. I'm just going to put this on so we can look at it give it 20% of my brain, give the conversation the rest of my brain and alcohol. And it's it's the perfect game for that. It's just the perfect, put it on, pass the controller. You know, you don't have to pay attention to it, but it's something to do. Mm. Um, and you can still maintain complete drunken conversations. <laughs> um, it's, you know, you can still put together incoherent thoughts. Um well, what could be better? What could be better? Um, yeah, it is it is really good. It is really, really fun. I had a great time. And the music is honestly so good that I watched the entire credits waiting for the composer to show up so I could then look them up online. Um, it's really wow. good. Did you do uh, that? I did do that, but I, I, it, it, was, it was a little bit tricky to find because what I found was like a music production company, but the composer ah. was listed as the CEO of the company. And the uh, company licenses it, like it, it, it's there's, there's a little bit of a gray area going on with me trying to find the, the the music, but there was at least one band which I found, um, uh, which were playing songs that well, that band was called the New Fools. Um, Kerry, I'll I'll show you some of it after we finish recording because some of it I think you'd quite like. Good name. Um, yeah, yeah, it's not bad. They they all look like they're. 50 something (laughs) (laughs) Um, the old fools (laughs) yeah yeah they definitely look like the kind of band that would have made a very comfortable career making like they're probably session musicians right like they're just like making genre music yeah 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 um so yeah like i've I've been having a blast it's really good it's totally the kind of game where i'm like i don't know what i'm I don't know what I want to play, but I want to just turn my brain off for an hour. Fuck it. Hot Wheels. Yeah. Sick. Great. That's great. I, I there's a, I've been working the most that I've worked uh, ever, basically, this last month. There's a lot of merit to the just turn your brain off game. Like, Absolutely. Like, so much. Like, I'll... I, I didn't expect it. I might... I'm going to segue into one okay. of my games. Which is Super Smash Brothers, and that's because of the Smash character reveal. You know, it's on the brain, and so I'll um again, I'll talk about that towards the end of the podcast. Uh, but I was just like, I just wanna, I wanna capture that moment of Smash Brothers that I used to have, because I was thinking like, oh, I just wanna play, 
I want to play Smash Brothers the way I used to play it, right? And I, I didn't play Ultimate that way because Ultimate's roster is so large and because Ultimate's set of, like, completion, like, marks is so high, I, I never got to the point where I was like, I've got things unlocked, I'm just going to jump in and play Smash. I'm just going to play a seven stock against three other CPUs and whatever and just play with items, you know. I went from playing the world of light which took like 40 hours of really bespoke challenges and you're playing so many different characters and there's so many different modifiers you know that's such a weird version of smash and then i went straight into like 1v1s online no items no stage hazards you know so then like really sweaty smash um Mm. i never did just like like really standard not cpu level not too hard items on lots of characters like maybe maybe even just random just playing just playing and playing and playing um and so i did that the other night because i was like i just need to like sit down and like play it and so i had a podcast on and that was playing on a phone in my lap Mm -hmm. and and i just played smash on the projector until like one o'clock it was an awesome evening (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and like that's it you know like that's it that the, the turn your brain off kind of thing is it's it's really good <laughs> yeah it is it's it's got its place um yeah. and it's and and i, I want to be clear neither of us are being uh derivative or or, or or trying to reduce like the quality of the game um yes because, because I like a lot of the time when you can do that, a lot of the time it's because the gameplay is solid and 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 smooth enough that you you don't have to think about it. Um, yeah, and it's not like, pulling it's, you it, out. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a state of flow, and it's a it's 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 not quite immersion, but it's it's a it. Y- you have been brought in to the extent where you are. Uh, you you are comfortable and you're not thinking about the game at a meta level. Um, you are thinking about a, thinking about that game in a like in a direct. Okay, what's next? What's next? What's next? Just a bit more passively, um, which is like that's Tetris, baby. <laughs> like to to an extent, right? You know, you can think of, you can plan in Tetris, but like you know, you can just fucking you know, stare at the screen sort of out of focus where your eyes are actually looking a little bit beyond where the screen yeah, is and yeah, yeah, a little yeah, bit a yeah. little bit blurry and the the blocks are falling where they need to and you're not you're not the one doing it, you're just holding the stick. Yeah. <laughs> so who who are you playing in Smash? Uh who was I playing? Um played a bit of Byleth. I don't have mm-hmm. the second expansion pass, so I've only got the first one. Are you uh, gonna get pl- it? I probably will now that it's complete, which is basically what I did with the last one. Although part of that was right. um, excitement for Byleth because I just played three houses. Um, but yeah, I probably will now. Yeah, who, who was I playing? I, I was playing a bit of Simon and Richter because uh, I hadn't played them much that I remembered. So relearning them. Um, played a bit of oh, someone else. I don't I don't remember that much. I, I, I turned my brain off, it turns out. I don't remember very much. Um <laughs> I want to say one of the new characters as well. Terry. No, it wasn't even one of the new characters. I played some Incineroar. That was good. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, and I played some Hero from Dragon Quest. That's what it was. Right. Uh, right. Who I hadn't played yet, even though I'd unlocked them ages ago. Interesting character with the spells and the MP and stuff like that. Mm. They're all very unique characters in the DLC. You know there's an insta-kill spell in there? 
Yeah, I used it once <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> it's um hero is banned from competitive Smash Brothers. <laughs> w- would you believe? <laughs> would you believe? That's funny. Yeah. Uh, so the other thing I've 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 played a couple of other things. Um, we'll jump around here. I think let's talk about one more game, then we'll go to a break, and then sure. we'll and then we'll talk about the rest. Um, I played the speaking of newer games that has come out recently. I played the... This didn't come out, but I played the Battlefield 2042 uh, beta this weekend. Um, and a quick recap on my history with Battlefield. Uh, I love, love, loved Battlefield 3 when I was like 16. Um, mm-hmm. I played the absolute crap out of that game. And I think to this day, it is the best that Battlefield has been. Um, I'm no diehard i haven't played one and five since then because i look at it or i've played the betas and i'm like this doesn't feel like what i want it to and so i bounce out <laughs> what uh, one and five are the ones i've played the most <laughs> which, which is weird to think about it is and, that for the battlefield I, I, hardcore they're not yeah no and I, actually, I, I didn't buy either of them <laughs> i got i got given five as a gift and i got given one with my xbox series uh, with my xbox one s i thought you bought five and then, like, returned it or something. No, I got given five because my housemate went for a job with EA, went for, went to a job interview for EA once and oh, didn't get the right. job. But, but, but they gave him a copy of Battlefield Five as a, as a you know, like, as a thank you for, for applying and, and, and getting to this far, which is a funny thing to do. Um, it's a bit weird, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, like, it's not, it's not even, like, it's not mean because, like, you know, most of the time when you don't get a job, all you get is a rejection letter. I know, <laughs> right? Like compensation <laughs> for your efforts, but also yeah. it's just a game. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, and he had no interest in playing it, so he just gave it to me. Um, and yeah, and one I got with my Xbox One S when I when I traded in my original Xbox One. You didn't hang on um, to your original Xbox One, Jeremy? No, I traded it to get the only 4K Blu-ray player. No, th- that was affordable at the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, just letting you know, there are... My my neighbors are currently uh, my neighbors' kids are riding up and down the driveway beside my window, so you may hear some some screaming of young children coming from me. I was, I was gonna say, is that a kid? <laughs> Jeremy, I've got something did to it, tell you. Did they play Battlefield? <laughs> uh, only only the uh, the ones before Battlefield Three, only the bad company games. I can't um, believe I'm an uncle. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I've played. A boatload of Battlefield Three. I played, I played a good, a bit more of Battlefield Four than I remember. I didn't mm-hmm. enjoy it as much. Um, they they futzed with a few things from Three that kind of made bits of Four feel a bit weird. But I played a bit of Four and it was good. Um, yeah, One and Five I felt didn't, which for those who aren't aware were the sequels to Four. It was Three, Four, One, Five. Yeah, go figure. Because it was World War One and. Five V for victory. Fuck off! No, oh, for victory. Just, that's, right. that's right. It was it was Battlefield V for victory, but it was Battlefield Five. But it was Battlefield Five. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. So this is Battlefield Twenty Forty Two. Is their return to modern day slash near future um, military combat battlefield? Yeah, 20, right. Two thousand and forty two. Exactly. Th- Thirty years from now. Twenty. What? No, 30. Oh, no. sorry. Yeah, 20. How did I... Mm. How did I... Jeremy! <laughs> mm. mm. What? Mm. How, wait, ha, hang on. Wait, how did I... How, <laughs> how did you do that? How did I do that? How did... 
how did I miss ten years? How hmm. how was I so sure that I that I that I doubled down? <laughs> I don't know. I Jeremy. even looked at the I looked at the year on my that's showing up on my clock on my computer at the moment. And I looked at it and then I looked at the number twenty forty two in the dock, and I still doubled. Mm. I think that could maybe be a bit of dyslexia, right? Because twenty twenty one could be twenty twelve. I think that's what happened. And then that's 2042. Because then maybe that's yeah. like a neat 30 rather than like the weird like 21 years that it is now. I did, I, I did internalize it's 31 years from now. So <laughs> anyway, let's, that's let's, funny. Let's, let's move on. And I hope Twitter enjoys that clip. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so uh, this is the return to near future military combat. Um, Finally. Finally. There's one map in the system... Big deal in this one is there's 128 players because the next-gen consoles can handle it, new PCs can handle it. Um, that's the biggest battlefield's been by double. Used to be 64, so 32 v 32. Now it's 64 v 64. Um, the maps are big. Uh, there's big weather events that happen in once in a blue moon, so a big like tornado can run through the map and like um, cause like a lightning storm and visibility gets really low and you get tossed around by it if you're on the ground as infantry or like i think you can pick up light vehicles as well like like it's intense (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah like you like um, giant steep yeah um there's a rocket that launches or like if you shoot it enough with a tank it blows up and it's like a big so you know sort of like discrete levolution things which was the big part of battlefield 4 yeah. Where I was like, oh, you can destroy the foundations of the big tower in the middle of the map and it'll crumble, right? People didn't really yeah. like Levolution in the end because they found it made the maps worse uh, than when they were not non-Levolution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember um, that. But yeah, so that's like sort of the ground rules. Um, a big part of how I enjoyed 3 was just how the gunplay felt. And so far, I don't think this game has it yet it does not have that feeling of gunplay partially i think because the the visibility is not great it's hard to see uh enemies that are more than a medium distance away um or you can see them really clearly because there's this big like runway area on the map but the map is so large it's like i can't hit that let alone the like seven times i need to hit them because they're so far away i'm barely doing any damage like it's really weird. I feel like I'm shooting at ants a lot more than I'm shooting at like humans. So it feels weird. The shooting feels like light and distant, which is not really what I want. I want a bit more like oomph to a battlefield shooter. Um the I didn't get into like a combat vehicle, but I've never been very good at those, so I can't really comment on that. I'm honestly I I enjoyed playing it. And it was that typical thing of Battlefield that I noticed with those original games too. It was like, I could play this for hours and suck at it. But once I played it for enough, I kind of started understanding the flow of Battlefield a bit more. When when I jump into a new FPS, I feel like I'm not getting the like subconscious like design language of the game. And I'll like run around corners and die or I'll spawn somewhere and die or I'll, or I'll think I'm covering my corners and I'll just be flanked and stuff like that. And it's like, no matter what I do, I'm doing the wrong thing. And then sometimes I... After usually enough time, it starts to click. And I had that moment of it clicking in the beta, which I'm thankful for because it didn't take too long. Um, and those moments were fun. But those moments I was only really having in, like, close quarters. Um, 
which is a problem because again, like I said, this map is gigantic. Mm. Um, I'm not I'm not a fan of the map because the the sections between all the capture points are quite broad, so you've got a lot of hill and grass and tunnel to run through to get between points, and you know you'll get sniped or a helicopter will just come and like you know, and then. The, when you get to the control points, the architecture of the buildings that you're fighting in and around, for one thing, they're not very destructible um, in comparison right. to how they have been in previous years, in previous games, where you can, like, it's hard. It takes a lot of shells. It takes a lot of, like, grenades and, and tank bullets. But you could just take out the walls and then the roof would come down. And that, that's, that's the whole thing. That was really cool. Um, you can't do that in this game so it's just kind of like some walls die and some don't and in the end you're just kind of left with a bunch of warehouse buildings that are really empty like on the on the inside they're not that fun to fight in because you've got like four doors on you've got like four or five doors there's a big garage door over there there's an infantry door on the side another one on the other side of the room there's a garage door that opens and closes when you get close to it and then like one of the rooms is just empty and it's got like smoke nozzles in the top of the room. So you just walk in and it's just like, <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is going on in this room? What is this? <laughs> right, <laughs> and that's okay. like not fun to fight against. You know, why would I go no. into the smoke room? No, um, not at all. And then the other ones, it's like, there's not really any verticality. It's pretty small. There's just like a couple of barrels in the way, but it doesn't matter that there's some stuff in the way because where you do have line of sight of is like all the way through to the other side of the building and the other door where the enemies are. So I just, I found the buildings really simple in a way that they weren't in Battlefield 3, that they weren't in Battlefield 4. Looking at the, at the interiors of buildings in those, um, and you know, as I'm saying, so kind of realizing I do appreciate more the close quarters combat of this. And I'm sure this game's going to have it. It's going to have more close quarters combat focused maps. But the close quarters combat in battlefield is what i prefer and on these larger maps the buildings they're using are so uninspired they're so boring right they're so they're not boring to fight in or around or on top of and even when you get on top of them the maps are still so large that there there's so many snipers looking at your position from the like hill all the way around and they're not being attacked because they're in the middle of nowhere because the points are so far away there's a there's a fl- there's a there's friction there. There's friction right. in what I'm feeling. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um. I I must admit I haven't heard a whole lot of positive things coming out of this beta. Yeah. And I'm curious. Do you think this game needs to be delayed? Hmm. It's tricky. There there have been people calling for it, and EA EA or Dice or whatever has come out and said this build of Battlefield is um. Three months old. Yep. There's bugs that you're finding that we've already found and patched. There's bugs you're finding that we haven't seen or sure. that we were aware of and we're working on. Yeah, they've said all of yeah. that. But like what I've also heard is that like a lot of the issues that this game is like th- there's maybe half of the issues that I've seen from this game is actually not technical issues, but is like design issues. Um, yeah. I-, I saw people are getting uh, uh, people complaining about like the 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 classes not quite fitting with the with, with the maps or the the gameplay at least and that they need a rework 
people complaining about the maps like like you were complaining with the maps um and people complaining with some people were complaining with the UI as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and just like it feels like it's it feels like this ain't it chief um which it does. which is concerning right um because this game is coming out in uh, a month. month a month um and it might not be ready for prime time um and I think the biggest crime that they've committed is not having a event where you get a bunch of celebrities who don't play games together in a big room to play to play Battlefield. Um, Wait, what? <laughs> they they didn't do that this year. They've done that for so many Battlefields now, and they didn't do it for this one. Yeah, only the ones that you've played that everyone really liked. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, like I want to see awkward celebrity interviews with uh, people who are not not really that charismatic on camera um <laughs> uh talk about a game that neither party is really that interested in yeah exactly yeah, Remember when, uh, snoop dogg and zach efron that was battlefield yeah. wasn't it yeah yeah J- jamie fox was there yeah Liz khalifa was there um <laughs> snoop dogg was there with a blunt in his mouth yeah. um and there was a <laughs> there was there's this great this great little like you can go online and find the clip but just the great bit of like someone someone going up to Wiz Khalifa and going like you know so like you you and Snoop you know you're pretty close you know you on the same team and he goes like yep yep you know like we got a no no Snoop goes we got a secret weapon which I'm not going to tell you about but we got a secret weapon and he goes in and some guy follows Snoop in just with a backpack which you know that he's their weed carrier and then the interview then goes up to Wiz Khalifa and like I hear you know you and Snoop are on the same team and he's got a you got a secret weapon. What's the you want to care about? You want to share what the secret weapon is? And oh Wiz Khalifa no. goes, "I'm not gonna share what it is, but you know what's the bomb." <laughs> um, and then they interview Jamie Fox and Jamie Fox starts the interview going <laughs> as, if, as, if he as if he can't breathe. <laughs> and it's like pretending to blow smoke out from his face. That's funny. And Zach Efron has never looked so glassy eyed in his entire life. Oh man. So I wonder what why they didn't do that again, you know? Uh and look, I know I know we say? Ha- you and I disagree about this, but those are my favorite parts of E3. Just oh, they're so bad. They're so out of touch, and they are so funny because they are so they're so manufactured. But you couldn't write it. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's like just you, you know why that. you know why it happens that way because it's a bad idea. That's why yes. it happens that way. <laughs> it's a bad idea that so many people have signed off on. Yeah. <laughs> it's happening so earnestly. Yes. It's so bad. Yeah. Uh, so does it need to be delayed? Um. <laughs> <laughs> getting, getting back to the question at hand. You know, there, there are a few things in here that I really like. You know, like the guns, they've got this attachment system, which is like the, the plus system, right? Which is like, if you've ever seen like the original Crisis, where, you know, the guy pulls the, the gun up in front of him so you see the, the, the gun on the side. And then mm. you can like hover over the attachment and change it. This has got like a plus system where it's like, the, you know, the, the menu on the right covers your ammo type. The thing on the bottom is your grip. The one on the right is your muzzle. The thing on the top is the different sights. And so you can change your gun mid-match, right? And so that, that sort of counters a bit of criticism you get with um, Battlefield where it's like, 
oh, I, I get killed by a tank, I spawn as an engineer, so I've got a rocket. I take out the tank, but now I've got to run to a new capture point, and I've only got short-range weapons because I'm an engineer. Um, this sort of addresses some of that, but it's introduced a bunch of other issues. Um, for one thing, and I, I'm pretty sure this is a beta-only thing, but like, there's no loadout menu in the menu that I could access in the beta. Let's assume this is beta only, but I'm still going to talk about it as a bad thing. Um, it just meant every time I start a match, because there's no loadout menu in the beta, and it might be in the game when it launches, because there's no loadout menu in the beta, I have to set it every time I spawn in. And sometimes I'm spawning in combat, and I'm like, oh, fuck, what sides do I want? Oh, my God, what ammo type do I... Like, sitting there fiddling with my gun, and I'm, oh, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> and, and sometimes it wouldn't, re- it wouldn't remember my loadout. Uh, other times I'd change... I'd change operator. And, you know, the thing you said with the classes where it's like the classes need balancing or they're not very distinct, it's because they've changed it so that you not only have classes now, but you have operators. So you've got like, you've got like heroes, right? Your gadgets are tied to what operator you are. Are they smooth? No. There's. They're not, they're not a. They're not, they're not as. They're not a smooth operator? No, no, they're not. Oh. No, they're more they're more like criminals, Jeremy. Criminal operators. <laughs> uh, uh, no, they're not smooth. <laughs> so that you've got operators, right? And they control your gadgets. So you pick a certain operator, they've got the grapple gun, or you pick a certain operator, they've got the sentry turret, or the fucking sensor grenade, or I don't know. Um, and then you can choose whatever weapon and whatever gadget, whatever like like utility um asides from that separately and what that means is all the classes become indistinguishable in terms of what everyone's got all you know is that person's in a ghillie suit that means that they can see enemies nearby because of a little ui thing or that person's got that face so that means they've got a grapple gun and it's like that's not really useful specifically because in times gone past when you look at your squad mates it's like oh they've got the plus symbol if i go down i know i've got a medic with me or i can ping them and they that'll ask them to drop health for me or hey they've got the ammo symbol above their head they've got an ammo box yada 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 now you have no idea who's got what so you can't ask anyone for anything and because you spawn in with so many ammo types because of the plus system they spawn you in with like a third as much ammo in each ammo type so it's like you hardly have any ammo it's really, it's really not, the, the systems are not coming together neatly. It's really loose. Right. Yeah. So when huh. you say, does it need to be delayed? If it was going to be, it would need to be a fair bit, I think, because you can't change the, the structure of those buildings and how designed they are and how fun they are to fight in without like a, a distinct reworking, I would say. You can't change how the plus system interacts with the operator system operates with a loadout menu on the homepage without severely overhauling them. I think... And Battlefield is becoming notorious for rough launches, um, especially with 1 and 5, to a point where it's like they're working on it for like 6, 8, 9, 10 months to like fix netcode so you're not dying after you get into cover. And that Battlefield 4 was horrendous for that, apparently. It took them like two years to get it right. Um, I remember that. And by that point, the people who really like it are get fed up with it. Other people get turned off from it because because they've hit these friction points really early and bounced off. It's not looking great for it, 
I th- I would say. Uh, they've got mm. a few saving graces. They've got six classic maps in there, right? So two from two from Battlefield 1942, two from Battlefield 2, two from Battlefield 3. Um, so there's going to be some level design that had nothing to do with new level design, right? That might be good, or it might it might be awful because maybe they've put 128 players into a 64-player map and it's not going to work well. But um, they've got a little bit of that, a... that'd be funny. Yeah, I don't know. But they've, they've got a little <laughs> bit of a buffet, right? They've got a li- it, it might work out okay. Um, with the old maps, but if all the new maps are like this, I'm I think I'm going to cancel my pre-order. Um, sure. And it's all going to come down to um, I I'm just basically not going to pick it up on day one. I'm going to look for I'm going to look for reviews. I'm going to wait for yeah. reviews. Um, there's someone who I've been following since Battlefield Three, which is uh, Level Cap on YouTube. Um, and Battlefield's his thing. And he's been doing other things the last couple of years because guess what? There wasn't that much to cover in Battlefield. Um, <laughs> in a way that like he did Battlefield 3 for years and then he did Battlefield 4 for years and then 1 and 5 came out and he couldn't cover them for that long because no one wanted to watch. So... Yeah. Damn. I'm going I'm to wait to see his opinion. I'm going to wait to see the opinion of, of, you know, the press at large. But I'm... I am. I was excited to play in that setting, but I don't think it's got legs. I don't think it's got. The, I don't think it's going to go the distance. But it's that's kind of concerning, right? Yeah. Um, because this series has not been hot stuff for a a while. It's always popular, mm. but it's never been. It's kind of by like, like default, right? Yeah, and that's the thing. Because like in my mind. Like what? What do Battlefield fans play at the moment? Um, like what? What games are they playing? Like, are they playing? They're playing like Insurgency Sandstorm and Planet Side Two. You know, like, like the either the super hardcore or the super large scale. Like, right? Yeah, and the Battlefield is is playing in a it's it's playing in a space that is that is not really. Uh, it, it it's kind of a, it's kind of a dated space, right? Um, because Battlefield came around at a time where, uh, like, the games that were doing that 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 same style of game were not doing it to the scale of Battlefield. Like, sure, yeah. Planetside existed, but like, the 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 budget and the presentation of Battlefield for a good long while was like that was it. Like that was the game, and and another Battlefield game felt like an event. Mm. Honestly, um, mm. it was like especially Battlefield Three. I remember when Battlefield Battlefield Three got announced because it was after like. Four years of COD, I remember. Yeah, and, and and Battlefield was like, here's the here's the one where you got to think. Um. And also, <laughs> if you remember, introduction of the Frostbite engine before that had a bad name for being thrust onto other developers. That was yeah. like the destruction we can do with this, and the suppression mechanics, and the like. Battlefield Three was really, it was a great game, mm. and. Then, then you have to start looking at dice and going, okay, what are their most recent games? Battlefield 1, Battlefield 5, Battlefield this one, Battlefront 2, and Battlefront 1. Yeah. And don't forget, Battlefield ha- Hardline, not developed by dice, but came out in the middle there, also didn't do very well in terms of the mindshare of Battlefield. Yes. Um, and then you look at EA and you go, okay... What usually happens when EA has a franchise that isn't doing very well for a good long while? 
fire a bunch of people, shut down the studio, and then revive the game in about six years, going, hey, look, we brought her back. And then they bring her back in the worst possible way. Mm-hmm. And everyone goes, what the fuck is this? What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, like, <laughs> franchises inside of EA is either you die here or you live long enough to see yourself become rebooted. <laughs> um, I, Unless you're respawn. I, I, I Unless you're respawn. The fucking saving uh, grace uh, of that company. Yeah. Well, well, or, yeah, I guess, right? Like that and like The Sims. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, no, no knock against The Sims, but as far as I'm aware, the, the Sims 4 is not explicitly loved amongst the Sims community. Yeah, At least not, also, not like 3 was. I think it's also not getting replaced anytime soon. I, I actually think they're about a year away. Um, I think they could be, but, you know, no indication. Yeah, no, uh, but like, uh, but I also think they never they never indicate when they're going to bring out another Sims game. Um, I don't know, right? It's like what are what what are the what are the higher ups at EA think when they look at when they look at the the third mainline Battlefield game in a row underperforming, like financially critically am- amongst the fans, right? Like, what what are they what what because they they don't want mm, I don't know okay I have a question then I guess because I'm 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 curious and and I'm you know thinking th- thinking through this in real time yeah do they want a battlefield game to compete with Warzone or do they want a battlefield game to compete with Vanguard Call of Duty Vanguard right like yeah do they want do they want a forever battlefield or do they want just the next one um I think I have the answer for that. Yeah, and it's easy, and like I think we can find that pretty easily. I'm aware this 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 particular topic is going longer than I expected, so I think have that question, sit on it, think on it. We're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the minimap cast for those who need a refresher on where we left our Battlefield 2042 beta discussion at, which is not likely to be you because that was probably just about 10 seconds ago for you, but for us it was (laughs) about 10 minutes. Uh, The question is, is Battlefield competing with Call of Duty Warzone or is it competing with Call of Duty Vanguard, their yearly premium title? It's it's, it's funny every time you do this because it's like... (laughs) It, it, it's like when you watch um, a, a pirated TV show and it starts off with a previously on as if you didn't just like skip the commercial break or watch the previous episode about 20 seconds ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit I committed to long before I figured out whether it was valid or not. And now here we are. There's nothing that can be done. The bit must go on. nothing that can be done. It's It's... You know, it's it is, trappings of a of a series. You it, know, you it is immutable. It. There must be a crappy reintro from the break. It must happen. Um. So, Jeremy, the answer is they they are not competing with Warzone because Warzone is free and twenty forty two is a full price AAA multiplayer only game. Yeah. With yeah, like, I did, I did think about that. With like one mode. <laughs> like it's not like they've got like multiplayer and then like co-op operations no it's just it's just different types of multiplayer it's just conquest and i don't even know if there's rush in this mode like i don't even know what modes are in this game right 
It's just, oh, there's yeah. a big one. There's a big mode. There's a mode where the mode is really big. Like, and and that immediately puts it in the bracket where it's competing with Call of Duty Vanguard, right? And that's tricky because, like, people aren't, people are, but the people playing a multiplayer suite of, of Black Ops Cold War, for example, are more than likely, like, dwarfed by the number of people playing Warzone. Um, which is all the people who, A, play it for free because the game's, you know, enjoyable and it's free. B, people who played the Modern Warfare multiplayer suite and decided to jump ship to Warzone because it's the similar, pardon me, similar mechanics. Um, I don't think I have a C, but it's either A or B. Um, like, there's so many people playing both of them that, like, they're releasing the yearly installs now, but they're... Call of Duty's probably in the spot now where they're cannibalizing their own AAA titles with their own free-to-play game. I'm sure there are Call of Duty diehards who just feel like, I don't need the new Call of Duty. I'm playing Warzone. That's fine. I'm playing the, the Battle Royale. Um, and so that's eating a bit into their, their thing. But also, they're probably similar people who are spending $20, even, even $20 a month on skins or Battle Pass in Call of Duty. Yeah is still much more than $100 a year. It's like $240 a year. So, yeah, like, you know, what does like Activision they can bring get? In, yeah, they can bring in limited skins and stuff. Like, I suppose, like, the only direct competition that Warzone might have is, like, like you know, like, it's other Battle Royales, like Fortnite and stuff, but, like, yeah. the only one that EA is really competing with is, like, Apex, I guess. Apex, yeah. Um, do, do we see a free-to-play Battlefield? Do we see a, a Battlefield Online... Do we see a a battlefield, yeah, battle royale field, battlefield royale, and you battlefield know, battlefield royale sounds alright. Battlefield royale, yeah, I could, it, I could see that. That's not bad. And they had that mode yeah. in Battlefield Five, which people liked, but it was it was still it was before Apex had come out, I think. Um, battlefield on, Five. Oh no, it must have been the year after. It must have been the year yeah. after Apex came out. Yeah, but point being, it had a lot of rough mechanics. Um, yeah. Firestorm, that's what it was called. It had a lot of yeah. rough mechanics. Um, like, loot would just fucking explode everywhere. And, like, it kind of does in Warzone, but people don't mind it as much. I think it's not as difficult to pick stuff up. Um, yeah, so... I, I don't know, because I think... Because they've committed to this. They've put the budget into a premium AAA multiplayer-only game, right? Which means they need to see the return on it. They need millions of people to buy this multiplayer suite. You have to remember as well, not only are they going up against Fortnite, they're also coming out three less than three weeks before Halo Infinite launches its free-to-play multiplayer suite. So, yep. and even if they wanted to play the campaign, which isn't free-to-play, it's just on Game Pass. It's 12 bucks a month. Like, on PC at least. So, Battlefield's in a really tricky spot. I was worried with their pricing model and I was like, look, it might be okay if the gameplay justifies itself. I don't know if they're going to, I don't know if they're going to get there though. I don't know if they can get there, which is a, I, I mean, obviously it's an issue. Um, but it, like, that's an issue, you know, it's an issue if yeah. they can't justify, people are going to pay a premium for this and it's going to be another really, really rough launch by the looks of things. I'm I'm worried because I think by the time we do see a battlefield online, there'll have been losses throughout um, dice or uh, 
leadership. Um, if it hasn't happened already, honestly, I haven't been following, you know, studio heads over there. I'm not sure. Um, you know, they'll, I imagine there'll be a low morale. If they do come out with a battlefield online, it won't be for 18 months as a reaction to this game, not doing well. Um, I think what is most likely to happen is similar to the trajectory we've seen with these other games. This game will do okay. It won't do gangbusters like they wanted it to. And it will have support in the meantime, but in a way that's kind of patching it and patching it and patching it to get it to okay first before it gets to improving what was meant to be the initial promise. Um, you know, Master Chief Collection style. Where it's like, oh, we just want to get this to good and then we'll work on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is is the concern if they make a Battlefield Online like a like a you know their forever battlefield is the concern is that they that that is 85% of dice's project and then every year you get another one that just keeps getting added to that and it's not particularly personal or loved and it's like the it's the franchise beast right it's no longer you know it's no longer a game that stands on itself it's yeah. like the amalgamation of multiple games and multiple teams work for many many years and it's like an extraordinarily impersonal product yeah like is 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 that a is that a worry you know because like every year now for the past three years that i've still brought in and out brought out another call of duty but it's still just been about Warzone. you know black ops called war came out fucking no one talks about that game now no it funnels um, directly back into Warzone. yeah black ops 4 came out with Warzone. blackout blackout Remember, it was a different version of Battle Royale. Oh, yeah. Well, and what was... That's right. And Modern Warfare is what came out with Warzone. Sort of. Modern Warfare came out, and then like three months later, Warzone came out for the first time. Is there another one in between that I'm forgetting? Nope. No? Right, okay. And then Vanguard is coming. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, like, it's... You know, is the concern then DICE becomes the Battlefield Online studio? Like, you know, like how so many Activision studios now are just working on Call of Duty... Warzone. I mean, DICE is the Battlefield company. That's their game. <laughs> That's not a problem. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like, oh, the EA swallowed up, like, Vicarious Visions and Toys for Bob and and Nethersoft and all of that, and, and now they're never going to make their own studios ever again. Like, that's what DICE makes. That's okay for them to only be making Battlefield. Like, and if the, the individuals in that company want to make something else, like, they, like, They'll probably jump ship and go work somewhere else if they can. Like, sure, but is the is 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 Dice working on a single battlefield for ten years? Is that a thing that you that you like the look of? Only in the way that I like the look of this premium twenty forty two game. If the initial gameplay sticks, if right. the gameplay hits me the same way Battlefield Three does, whether it's free, whether it's paid, I'm happy but they don't have that core design. They don't have that flow. They don't have that meshing and that interweaving of mechanics that then that then makes those battlefield moments happen. It's yeah, it's a drift. It's 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 lost at sea right now. Um which right, is a, okay. a great shame. I'm I'm it's I'm I'm sad about that. Um because it could be fantastic. And, you know, I haven't made... I, I've, I've been a part of making 
very small games and prototypes and like student projects. Uh, I've worked on one shipped project uh, in terms of game development. Game design is bloody hard. I can't imagine what it must be like trying to create this game. It must be absolutely monumental. I'm not trying to take away from that. I'm not trying to trivialize that. Um, but in terms of what the expectations are for the price tag that's been set on it, the marketing, the franchise, and its legacy, it is not living up to those expectations, which is a... It's a problem. It's a problem. I'm not expecting great things come November. Maybe this game is great. Maybe it feels way better. Maybe the UI really is changed. Maybe the, there's a bit more game feel in just the shooting. Maybe it... Maybe the visibility is better. I struggled to see a launch in slightly more than a month where all of those things are true, though. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm probably 50-50 on whether, the, whether I'll actually cancel my pre-order, but it's definitely... I'm definitely weighing it up. Okay. Right, all right. So, yeah, a bit sad. Um, that said, I still had fun, you know? I still had a good time playing. I still was like, yeah, it's good. But in terms of the the things that will crop up in the 10 or 20 hours later, the things that will turn me away, like, you know, there's the initial blush of a battlefield, right? Five, mm. 10 hours of gameplay. And then there's the, I want to keep playing. I want to progress my, I want to unlock that next weapon. I want to unlock that attachment for this new weapon that I just unlocked. All of that progression stuff, all of the... You know, I want to get better at this map. I want to get better at this vehicle. I want to I want to get better with this class. I want to try getting better at snipers. None of that can happen if you get stopped along the way by fundamental flaws. Um, and those only tend to net out a dozen or two dozen hours into a Battlefield game. Once the once the, the sheen of, of the novelty wears off and you start seeing the, the depth or the lack thereof of the mechanics... And how it works together, that's when you see what the game really is. So we have to wait to release. We have to wait to see what the critics think. Um, I, I would love to get my hands on this early and try and figure that out. <laughs> I would love to see if right, I could yeah. crystallize that thought for myself. Um, but, you know, that's a, that's, that would be a bit of a privileged opportunity. I don't think we'll, we'll get that this year. That's fine. Um, as it stands, I am cautious. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, something I'm not cautious about. Uh, just got a couple of games to talk about here, and then we'll get we'll do a bit quick recap of the Smash character reveal. But something I'm not cautious about is Outer Wilds. Uh, Jeremy was talking about how he was replaying this last week and like not saying much because it's hard to talk about without spoiling that game. Uh, welcome. This is Kerry's time to do the exact same thing. Um, yeah, no, I see that, Jeremy. Um, so Outer Wilds came out in 2019. No. Um, so, <laughs> we've spoken about this game. <laughs> we, we've spoken about this game a lot, right? And like I said last week, we're gearing up for... Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck. Uh, uh, got me good. Good, good. Uh, we're gearing up for our Game Spoilers podcast episode on Outer Wilds. Um, and so I finally got back into it. Jeremy, fuck this game's good. <laughs> ain't it holy shit is this game good i know yeah. half of the, more than half of the things right and i i it's this happened the last time i was playing it but i'm playing and i'm like just one more loop just one more yeah. go around the solar system i just need to 
I just need yeah. to get into this building on this planet, and I need to do that at the start of a loop, just to so I can so I can kind of wrap up this this exploration that I'm doing, so I don't forget. And oh, that's pointing me towards this thing. I could I've still got time in this loop. I could head there right now. It's like oh, I just found out about this, but I didn't get there before. This game is so immaculately designed. Yeah. And it pulls you along so intuitively. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where, like, the mysteries it presents you make you drive yourself forward. Mm. They, They present you the mysteries which are compelling, but it's you who is directing yourself to then follow them through. And, like, that's really special. It's so mm. special. It's it's I play and then I play and then I play and then it's too late and I've stayed up far too late and I'm going to bed and I can't sleep because I'm thinking about it. And I've already I, played I, this game before. I, I saw I saw you playing that game at like one thirty AM the other day yep. when I was going to bed. Like you're on Discord. Um uh, it's like Kerry is playing out of wilds. I'm like <laughs> sucker. <laughs> 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 and I like I was it was like 12 o'clock that night I'm like all right it's bedtime and so I started getting ready for bed and then the cat started running around and I needed to make sure Fenris because he doesn't poo in the right place because he's weird and so I'm like I gotta make sure he poos in the right place and I don't know something 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 I was like I just need to wait for like five minutes while something happens I was like oh well I may as well finish this loop that I'm that I'd paused my game in and I, I played for another hour you know yeah and I did get to the start of the DLC, which was funny because I'd realized, I was like, oh, it's cool because you mentioned that you just come across it in the game as, as normal. Um, and I was like, oh, that'll be cool to do. And then I did a whole play session, closed the game, and I was like, I haven't bought the DLC. That's not going to happen for me yet. I need to buy the DLC. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I did that. And the start of it's very obscure. Um, they don't give much to you at the start. They're just just a little no, bit. No, they they sure don't. That that's why I told you as much as I did on the podcast. I mm. told you like the the prologue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Something that happens is like because there's that deep space satellite station on the planet now, which is new for the DLC, and there's the deep space satellite that you can actually go and visit. Um, and something that you can do is you can bump the satellite and it yes you can totally fucks everything up <laughs> yep mm-hmm. <laughs> like it breaks the thing that points you in the right direction um which i didn't I realize i'm like man why is this thing spinning so wildly out of control and why does it say broken yeah. on it <laughs> yeah yep so um yeah that was a part of it but yeah accessing the start of the dlc um kind of takes you to a new area. I've only done one loop in this DLC, and I'm not going to say much. I'm not immediately taken by it. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a slow burn. Okay, good. I'm, I'm mm. glad that's not just me, because I got in and I'm like, ah, I kind of want to... And, you know, part of it's like, they're introducing a new thing to me, right? Yeah. Where it's like, I was in the middle of the interest of the the Nomai and what happened to the thing and what happened to Dark Bramble and what happened to their vessel. And, like, I had... I had all of those webs going already in the main game. And so I was kind of already being distracted by that. Um, but yeah, I started and I'm like, I kind of don't, I'm not, I'm checking things. And I'm like, I don't know what this is for. I don't know who this is. I don't know why I would care yet. 
Um, yep. So I was feeling a bit of a, like, a, I kind of just want to go back to the main game. It was at that point I went to bed, though. So, yeah, I haven't... That's my well, very, that's, very first blush. That, that's, that's exactly what I did. I went through... I did about four runs of the DLC, four, four loops, and then I went back to the main game. Yeah. Um, and then I went back to the DLC later. I, like, it, it, it is, as far as I'm up to, um, completely separate, just in the same universe. Mm. Solar System. Um, so, yeah, I'm... I'm interested to see how this thing ends. Um, not saying any more than that. Uh, yeah, fucking what a game, huh? Yeah, what a game. Oh, there's so much. They tell amazing... You know, I was I was sitting there and I was thinking about... Sam's been doing some uh, work in the room with me this week. Um, and then I was going to play some Outer Wilds on Sunday evening after dinner. And Sam was like, oh, I need to do some work. And I'm like, pardon me. And I was like, oh, I could put the sound on the speakers if you want vague uh, space-faring sounds to keep you distracted or to not distract you. I don't know, just background noise. And then we didn't end up doing that. But it, it made me thinking. It ha- made me thinking. It had me thinking. There's no dialogue in this game. There's no, ri- there's oh. no spoken dialogue. The only audioscape is sound effects and music. And it... And like- Oh, when you, when, you, when you hit something too hard. Yeah. And the crunch. <laughs> like, yeah. the waking up. Oh, yeah. The, the yeah. Oh, I got out of my ship without my suit on the other day. Um, <laughs> but, like, I realized quick enough that I jumped back in just as my nice, character started nice. going, like, <gasps> I was like, whoop. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, just music. And they tell such incredible stories. And they they accentuate the stories that are told to you with that music so well. There's some really tragic scenes that you come across and some really um, interesting scenes of discovery and sort of figuring out what happened and what the people who were in that space, what they were like and what they were doing and what drove them. And the music just carries it beautifully, like masterfully. It's, it's, Jeremy, it's wild. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. What a game. What a game. Play it, everybody. If you haven't, it's cheap. It's fantastic. And we're about to do a game club on it. So you can join in the conversation with us. The only bad thing is you can only play it for the first time once. Yeah. And, like, still, like, I waited two years to sort of try and rekindle those feelings of discovery. And it kind of worked, everybody. It kind of worked. If you leave it alone for two years, come back to it, and you're going to have a great time again. And as the else, oh man, Jeremy, tell me about Sable. Wrap us up on our impressions here. How do we? How do we keep? You know how we know. would have like a list yeah. longer than this, and yeah, take like half as. How do we keep doing this? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but I think we've had like good discussions today too. Like oh totally, yeah totally. Like and took me right. Last last week's episode was under an hour and a half. Um, we did we did well last week. That's true. Last week was quiet. Anyway, um, uh, what. Part of the thing is, we're both... It's not just you playing the new stuff as well. <laughs> like, we're both yes. playing a bit more new stuff. Yes. Yes, that, that is true. So, tell me about um, Sable. Sable is a very interesting game. Um, Sable has been in development for a very long time now. Um, like, f- yeah, like I, yeah, I think you're right. I think it's about five years, um, at least. I, I, like, w- w- I was seeing GIFs of this game while I was studying game dev in, like, in my first year of game dev studies, 
back in 2016. Yeah, that's what um, I was basing that guess on. Yeah. Yeah. And that was just the first time I saw it. So, you know, there's, there's a good chance it's been around for longer than that. Um, uh, I, I might just Google Sable to see how they describe it because it's, it's a little bit, it's, it's, it's a bit much. Not in a bad way. Sable is an open world exploration video game. Yeah, I guess. Whoa. Um, <laughs> Settle down, yeah, right? Jeremy. <laughs> Whoa. So, so Sable is a game where you play as a character named Sable um, and you are in a desert um, and you start off at the beginning of that game uh, in a town called Ibex Camp or Ibex Camp. Um, there's, no, there's no spoken dialogue in this game, so I'm not sure how it's pronounced. Um, and you are what is known as a glider. Um where you will go along and be who you want to be. Um, it's it is it is a very uh, it's the kind of game where you forge your own path. And this is said and like this is said explicitly in the game. Um, so 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 the intro of the game is you're in this camp and you are told to go to the temple to complete your like rite of passage sort of thing. You go there, you then gain a power up where you can then uh, hover slowly downwards um, in the air if, if you jump off like a very, uh, a very high platform um, in, a, in a red ball um, similar to like, 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 it's like a force field sort of thing mm. that, that you put around yourself and you can sort of like glide downwards. And you also have these, um, uh, these vehicles as well, which are like, like hover bikes basically. Like speeders, um, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to remember the name of the vehicle, Sable vehicle. And like that's the um, that's the stuff we were seeing in like 2016, right? It was like, whoa, look at this sand speeder go across the dunes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that was what the game was looking like for a lot of people for a very, very long time. Um, da, 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 it's called a man. The name of the fucking vehicle. Oh no, it's called a glider. Are you called a glider? I don't remember. My name's Carrie. Yeah, your name's Carrie. Um. Anyway, you you sort of just get thrust into the world where you get this power up. You're in a fairly contained space. It's still quite large. It takes it takes minutes to get from one side to the other, but it's 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 fairly contained in uh, in like relative to the rest of the world. Um, and then you get told by like the by by someone else like hey like it's time to build your own glider um, go to this spot go to the spot go to the spot get all the parts together come back we'll put it together and you do that and it's very it's very ritualistic it's very like like not not quite holy but it's very special um, it's 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 a it's a special moment because the the, the way the characters in this game talk about the gliders they, they they mentioned like the glider like your glider has been around for longer than than you have um but you were just the one that pieced it together and and they 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 talk about this as a as a very special moment for the culture that are in this game and a lot of the words that are used in this game are really fascinating and the way that the characters talk about the world and the way the characters talk about their place in the world specifically is 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 very very striking um after you put your glider together 
um, everyone is calling you Sable of Ibex Camp um, or Sable of Ibex. Um, and you go to the to the village elder, basically, and uh, they're like to you, like, hey, like, you're no longer Sable of Ibex. You are Sable of whoever you want to be, and it's time to go find out who you'd like to be. Whoa. Um, and so you get, you, like, you get on your bike, um, <laughs> and, like, you just kind of go. Um, the, the leader of the camp is like, hey, if you'd like, there's a camp fairly close to here. I'd recommend you go there first, but, like, hey, do whatever you would like. Um, and immediately my mind is going to Breath of the Wild. Um, oh, you must hate this game. <laughs> no, but but here's the thing. So, like, I, I really, really liked Breath of the Wild when I was first playing it. Um, like, when, when I first had that game, I was, like, like I was I was stuck in that game and I, and I couldn't get out. Um, and now I'm stuck out of it and I can't get back in. Um <laughs> Like, like truly, truly, like, like that is that is how I feel about that game. Um, and this game is is pulling on some some similar threads that Breath of the Wild um, pulled on, which is interesting because this game started in development prior to Breath of the Wild existing. Um, but mm-hmm. this game has has the same uh, mechanics of stamina meter that is used when you run or when you climb up objects. You can climb up every object in the game nearly. Um, and it's like you, you can get to the top of that object if you've got enough stamina for it. Um, mm. I haven't got any stamina upgrades. I don't know if if there are in this game. Um, and there's a glider as well, similar to Breath of the Wild, and and the world is very open, like Breath of the Wild as well, and it's very much like you know, Breath of the Wild is more di- funny. This is funny to saying this. Breath of the Wild is more direct in its in its overarching plot. Mm. Um, you know the you know. Destroy Ganon. Um, whereas this doesn't even have that. This is just like, hey, go and like go and f- forge your path. Um, and like, I should also point out as well that the art style for this game is f- fucking incredibly, incredibly stunning. Um, it is uh, line worked on everything. It is a lot of flat pastel colors uh, with a day-night cycle. Um, but like, if when it's daytime, everything is f- so bright and vibrant. Everything is so colourful, but all of these colours are like flat colours. Um, and as the day goes on, like the the shadow, like all the shadows of things, like have an outline as well. And so as the day um, changes and the sun moves from the east to the west, the the shadow on sand dunes will will change with an outline from one shade of you know yellow to a different shade of yellow to a different to a different after a while and it's 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 you can see it happen in real time um it's 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 a really stunning looking game and like i i actually i i've written down some of the things that that was said to me there was one specific quote that that stuck out to me when i was playing last night that i like i was like sitting there going like whoa like this game is really really committed to itself in a way that is is very um good that it knows what it's trying to say and it it's its characters are so in this world and have such a really fascinating perspective on this world um so i was at another camp and there was a there was a, there was a knight there um a guard and she was talking to me saying that she's just quit the the being a knight and that was all she ever wanted to do for a very long time um, and she had done that for a, a while and now has decided to quit. Um, 
to just explore the world. Um, and I went up to her and one of the things that I could say to her was, the world is so big and I feel way small. Uh, sorry, I feel very small. She then responds to me saying, you say that like it's a bad thing. Isn't it wonderful, the size of it all, that you can spend your whole life wonder, uh, wondering and still find more to see, which is like really nice. Yeah. Um, that like, and like this, this world is very big. It takes, it takes many, many minutes to get from one place to another. And there's nothing to like do in air quotation marks as you're going there. You're just gliding. There's no Korok seeds. No. Oh, I mean like th there are collectibles, but they are very, very spread out and they're usually at like landmarks. Um, they're very rare or like at least you like they'll be on top of a big hill they're not just going to be scattered around the world um and there are far less of them than than Koroks as far as i can tell um the world is smaller than the rest of the wild but there's no there's no combat in this game um there's no hitting or punching or shooting it's it you're just walking um and it's very it's very like uh it's 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 kind of soft in in that way. It's it's not it's not an unwelcoming world, and it's not it's not a hostile world at all, um, which is very very interesting. There's a lot of characters that are in small towns, um, and there are cartographers which are scattered around the the map as well. And each map is like each there, there are different zones which make up the map, and each zone has its own cartographer. You can go up to the cartographer and, and buy buy a map off of them, which will then give you a, a better layout of the points of interest in each zone. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really interestingly written. It is, it is definitely not perfect. Um, it, it, it doesn't have an, in, an immense amount of polish. The, I, I wish the driving was a bit smoother. It's very bumpy and physics-y and if you go over a sand dune, you will like get some airtime for a bit. And as you land, you sort of like bounce for longer than I would like. I wish it was sort of a, a more gradual land relatively to hovering and just like sort of continue onwards. Um, similarly, when you, when you turn, you like, you will sort of like hit the ground a little bit Um and it, it doesn't stop your momentum and it doesn't stop uh, anything in terms of how it actually feels to drive, but like it just looks wonky mm. at times. Um, as well as I've, I've come across quite a few bugs. Um, like, like in the middle of the desert, there were like seven characters that were just standing in the middle of the desert, <laughs> one on top of each other <laughs> that I couldn't interact with. One of them I recognized from a previous town and they were just like, floating above each other I, I took a photo of it I'll, I'll i'll send it to you carrie I'll, i might tweet it as well it's a it's a really weird weird bug um yeah i'm i'm really really interested by this game um there's like the, the mechanics are very light and it, it's very just like find what you want to do in this game mm. um but uh, i i don't know how that lands with the rest of its its mechanics um because there are quests and there are quest markers and there's a great compass system also. You hold down like right bumper and then a, a compass just appears around you and it just gives you um, any marker that you've placed or the marker for the quest that you've got currently active or where your glider is. Mm -hmm. Which you can also call. You can press like, uh, like I think it's like Y or triangle um, and 
it'll call your glider and it'll and it'll come to you and it it makes a it makes a horse sound when it gets like like when it arrives at you um like like the sound of like ho- horse hoofs like slowing down on a on a dirt road which is interesting for 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 a gliding vehicle that's really weird <laughs> yeah like it is weird but it it kind of it does make it feel like this is like my glider because it feels like it's it's like my horse and my my steed sort of mm. thing. I don't know. It's it's fascinating. It's it's really really fascinating. Um, I do like it. I, I I do quite like it. It's on it's on Game Pass. Um, so I recommend people give it a go. Um, they do some interesting things with animations. All the cutscenes are like they are like the world is playing, but the characters are just in still poses. Um, or if they are looking from left to right, it'll just be character looks left, character looks right. There's no like animation of the head turning left or right. Mm. Um, and the, the the animation of the main character, I think, runs at I think 15 frames per second, um, while the game is running at 60. Right. Um, which is like it's it's obviously a design choice. Um, and I I think I think it looks quite good. Um, I quite like it. Um, but I can see I can see some people not liking that as much. Mm. Um. Yeah, it's it it's a really fascinating game. It's a really really fascinating game. Yeah, it definitely intrigued me. I didn't realize it sounds very philosophical. Um it it, it is a bit. And that idea you 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 wrote you read that quote of of like isn't it lovely that you can explore and still find more to see like the size of it all. Yeah. It's a very non game kind of perspective right where especially an open world discovery perspective you know what i did in breath of the wild was i found all of the shrines and then i beat all of the beasts and then i beat ganon you know there's a completion aspect to it um and i'm sure there's some sort of way in that in sable you know they can only create so much content but i think it's nice that they give you that thought of like isn't it nice that you can explore and yeah and i think it's 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 a thing that I, that I very much love doing in games, um, which is going to a place that I feel like nobody else has ever been before. Um, and like I've spoken about this uh, in the past, like you know, uh, at, like honestly, Outer Wilds gave that to me. Like I felt like I was mm. the first person to ever be in some of those places. Um, I feel the same while playing. Um, what was the uh, Red Desert Render, or even like Reddit Redemption too? Honestly, gave me that feeling a lot of the time of like I'm the only one here. Like there's a there's a city and there's a town over there, but like where I am right now, like this is my spot. Like nobody else is actually here, and it there's this great sense of like a like like a not a yearning, but like a, like like a desire to be like like a, a desire to be on your own. Um, that that some of these games can can bring across in a way that's really really nice, um, or even like not quite on your own because like the 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 glider itself does sort of feel like a character, mm. um, like you know in the same way that your horse in Red Dead Redemption feels like a character, like you like in the sense that you develop an attachment for it, and I think the only other games that have sort of done that for me in that regard would be like Shadow of the Colossus, Ico last guardian and all of those games very specifically have a very small amount of characters and a world which has so much character too mm. um yeah i don't know it's it's it it's something it's really something i'm still i'm still working through my thoughts on it um before i 
sort of know what I think I like want to say about it, but so far it's it's really like it, its characters are really really interesting and the yeah just like the way the game writes about itself from the perspective of the characters that live in it is 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 truly something. Mm, yeah, wow, sweet. So that's Sable. That's cool. I wasn't gonna give it a go, but if I get the chance, I I, I might I might chuck it in there. It sounds it sounds mm. really neat. Um, now Jeremy, we've nearly been going for two hours. <laughs> Do we want to talk about the Smash reveal? Yeah, th- th- this won't be a long conversation. <laughs> Just like Battlefield was uh, was a short short one. I think yeah. I think you're right. I think there's enough here, and there's a there's a bit that I want to touch on. So, listeners, I'm I'm <laughs> if this ends up being a two and a half hour podcast, um, I'm sorry. But uh, we didn't know. <laughs> we won't know <laughs> until we get there. at the same time we are. <laughs> um, yeah, we, we, when we hit record, we actually don't see the, the end time, like when you hit play on the podcast. Because <laughs> 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 it doesn't exist yet. Uh, that's a, obviously, I don't know why I said that. Um, you know more about this podcast than we do currently. <laughs> uh, so, the final Super Smash Brothers Ultimate character reveal happened last week which is kind of it's it's brought up a whole range of things um we go over the importance of the character and stuff like that but that it's the final one potentially maybe the final one from sakurai ever has brought around the end of an era yeah like it's kind of weird i i literally grew up playing smash brothers like this game this franchise represents a lot of the properties that I love and in really enjoy. It is a property in itself that I really love and enjoy and is part of my foundational gaming experience. And so it's like, whoa, what's what's about to happen, right? But before we get into sort of that um, navel-gazing, uh, let's talk about the reveal. So uh, we alluded to this, well, we just said it um, at the start of the podcast, but uh, they the final character they revealed um, was Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Um and they also revealed in the stream that there was a survey they brought out during Smash Brothers 4 on Wii U and 3DS um, where they were like, what characters do you want to see in Smash Brothers? And they said they couldn't release those... They couldn't release that survey data, and they haven't still, but they couldn't mention who was the top one or who was what because they didn't want to put undue pressure on companies being like, see, this is what the people want, or they didn't want to damage, you know, into into like industry relationships by by frothing the the fan base into a further 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 and i'm sure you know when 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 they pitch you know the the companies they would bring up the company the the characters that they wanted to pitch i'm sure they'd bring up that information but yeah like they they didn't just outwardly release it which is good this is sensible um and it's cool that they spoke about it. You know, that's one of the most transparent things I've seen from anything Nintendo focused <laughs> in a long time. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. This thing that we didn't tell you for years, this is why. It's like, oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> um, so Sora is in Smash, right? And it's, I don't know, it had, it had a great trailer that like all of the mm. others. Um, oh. It was very Kingdom Hearts. It was very uh, appropriate for the final one. You know, they showed all of the silhouettes of all the characters that are in the game and they all got frozen and then they all got freed by the light of Sora who goes, you know, well, you know, it was, it was good. It was very apt. Um, 
and he's Sora's flying around and he's smiling and you know he's got his Tinkerbell dust so he's all like way because he's but you know you didn't see Tinkerbell because there's no Disney characters in this involvement <laughs> at all um he shakes hands with Mario yeah right so that's cool and now they're all going to go beat the shit out of each other in a week or two it's going to be great yeah yeah um all of the alternate costumes, uh, you know, it's Kingdom Hearts 1 is the main costume and that's what his, like, combat design is based around, the movement and all of that. Um, <laughs> you know, the worst feeling one. Um, and then <laughs> and then all the alternate character designs is, like, Kingdom Hearts 2 character design, Kingdom Hearts 3, Kingdom Hearts whatever the other one was. Uh, Dream Drop Distance, and then there's alternate versions of some of the Kingdom Hearts 2 costumes as well. Like the the different forms, right? The, the Valor form. Yeah, the... the- yeah, there, there was those, and there's also the 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 timeless river one where he goes back to the to the steamboat willy world. They put that one in there as well. Mm. The black so that's one, cool. Which is which is it's very cute. Um, Jeremy, you're the Kingdom Hearts guy. Tell me, how did this hit you? How do you feel? Uh, so I was watching it, um, live, and I was pretty tired. And then Sora came out. I was like, oh, good, it's Sora. And I was taking screenshots and posting it to Twitter and, and, and those two are doing well. And then I got got to about like five minutes in and then I just started giggling. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then and then I just started cackling. <laughs> and I was sitting there and I think I messaged you. I was like, ha, this is so dumb. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember that actually. You just wrote, ha, 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 Sora's in Smash. What the hell? Because <laughs> uh, it's, 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 it's very silly. And also because, you know, because of the nature of KH and uh, it being a Final Fantasy slash Disney property um that is that has a fair amount of investment from either side honestly yes um you know there's there's so much red tape um you know there's so much bureaucracy around that character um and it's as far as people were aware for a very long time Sora was a 50 50 ownership between Disney and Square right I, I I don't know if that's still the case I really have no clue um but that is the impression that myself and a lot of other people had. Um, I don't know if you know this, Carrie, but like, ideally, ideally, uh, uh, allegedly, the story of how Kingdom Hearts came to be is that Disney Japan and Square Enix used to share an office. Oh, this might have been just before they became Square Enix. I think it was just back when there was SquareSoft. Yeah, back in late nineties, right? Uh, yeah, heading into two thousand. That would be right. And. What it was, was one of the heads of Square and one of the heads of Disney were in an elevator at the same time. And they sort of like started chatting and they were like, hey, we should like collaborate on something one day. And that was what got the ball rolling initially. I mean, um, that's that's fantastic, right? <laughs> totally. Like, what a story. And regardless if, regardless or not, th- that's that's been the impression for a very long time of, of their relationship. Um, and like... And you can tell because history of Kingdom Hearts, you know, especially the early games, everything also honestly leading up until three, specifically excluding three, has been like random Disney properties. Like they'll do new ones if they find them interesting, but they will do whatever Disney properties they're interested in. They did, you know, they did Pirates of the Caribbean, which is contemporary at the time, but they also did Tron, right? Like well before Tron Legacy was even yeah. like considered. Yeah. Um, 
you know, they did Mulan, they did Beauty and the Beast, they did Aladdin. You know, they weren't making sequels to those at that time. They were not in the in the 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 current Disney lexicon. Um, and the Kingdom Hearts three comes along, and everything is either like uh, modern um, or like modern at the time of that game going into development. Um, so it was frozen. <laughs> Ten years <It> was, ago. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it was Frozen, it was Tangled, it was Big Hero 6, it was Toy Story. Pirates of the Caribbean. Toy Story, Monsters, Inc., Pirates of the Caribbean 3, which was like the biggest outlier. Um, and there was no Final Fantasy content in that game when it came out. Um, not a character, which was like shocking. Mm. Um, and like, and, and like obvious, I think is the issue. It was, it was extremely like, like... It's the it, elephant it in the room. Right. Yes, yeah. It was. It was the. It was the Disney influence felt heavier than ever. Um, and so when I finished Kingdom Hearts three, in my mind, I'm like, okay, like that. They're, they're actually going to split, um, and I don't think the next Kingdom Hearts is going to have any Disney stuff in it because how awkward it felt. Um, the DLC came out for Kingdom Hearts three. It was the. It was a few of the Final Fantasy characters and not a single extra um, piece of Disney content. Um, and then they brought out the the rhythm game and there was so much Disney content in that. And I'm like, okay, well in that case, I've got no idea what the fuck is going on. (laughs) Absolutely no clue. Um, But it, it, I think it does feel like square and Disney have changed their relationship, but like against each other. And the smash announcement does feel like that because like, like we said, there's no Disney references at all in the game at all. Aside from, aside from the, the hidden Mickey at the end of Sora's keyblade. Um, which, like, I wonder if there's a clause in the contract for this is part of his character design as opposed to, like, you know, an exclusion of, like, it, like is that is that hidden Mickey not actually a Mickey Mouse but a Sora accessory or something, right? Yeah, like, it's, it's weird, right? Because, like, they've got, with Sora's, um, on the map for Kingdom Hearts for Smash Brothers... The only the, the map is of Hollow Bastion, which is a um, it's a Kingdom Hearts original place, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So it's it's Hollow Bastion, and then you go to the like Dream World or whatever it's called, with those those stained glass sort of pictures that sort of represent certain people and the people that are closest to them. Um, yeah. And Sora is one that's in the original games has Donald and Goofy in it, and what Riku and Kairi. Yeah. And. In Smash Brothers, it's Riku, Kairi, a raft, and a star pillow or something. <laughs> it's the, it, it's, it, it's the, the, the star fruit on, on the tree. Oh, I see. It, so, it's, it's the one where if two people eat it, then they are connected. Like, right. Yeah. So. The raft, however, is. <laughs> they the never get on the raft, happening. right? Because the, the whole island gets swallowed up. Uh, in one of the games, they they do get on the raft, but it's like a it's like a non-canon dream thing. Anyway, yeah. Um, so it's like yeah, it's it's weird. Like Donald and Goofy have been they've been deleted. They've been um, yeah. What's what's the term? Not whitewashed. What's the? They've been um. There's a term. You all know what I mean. They're not there. Yeah. And it's like I was gonna say it's glaringly obvious, although Jeremy didn't realize until afterwards, which I thought was very funny. I was like, oh, that's uh, weird. I- I just I just wasn't paying attention to the to the specifics of the yard at the time. Yeah, and that you know that's fine. But like, it is glaring, and you know all of the other ones. It's like 
when you think about Smash Brothers when it was announced three years ago, or a little little more now, um, and you know there was the initial inkling announcement. It was like, whoa, we're getting Smash Brothers this year. That's wild. And it was like, oh, there's lots of different characters. Breath of the Wild Link. Oh, that's interesting. I wonder how many of the old characters they're going to have. And then at E3, they had they had the Everyone Is Here trailer, and they had Snake, and they had Ice Climbers, and they had all of the new characters that they were announcing in that showcase as well. Like Ridley was finally turning up, right? King K. Rool was after that. They got Castlevania. Then there were incredible remixes, and there were bosses. They got Monster Hunter. Like it was like, whoa! They've they've crossed the boundaries with every company they've needed to. Like they've 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 crossed those gaps. They've you know they're in Konami's good books somehow. You know, which was this was like half as long as it has been now since they'd split from uh, Kojima with Metal Gear. Um, Snake was in there somehow. They got all of the things to Castlevania. They had so many remixes in that franchise. They got all that stuff to happen. Sometimes mm. for the second time. And they had Cloud in as the DLC character again. And it felt really weird because it was like Square Enix was like... Apparently that was a weird... I've, I've heard you say this to me before. That, I've, that It's like a weird pairing the way they got Cloud into Smash in the first place. And Cloud in Smash Ultimate... It was like he did. He had no extra content in that game at all. None of the costumes yeah. were different. Like there the were no one. new remixes, no new maps. Like it was just you got literally the exact, the exact same stuff from the last agreement is in this one yeah. and nothing more. And Cloud was also absent most for nearly all of the um, the campaign of Smash Ultimate. Yeah. Um, and and then you know throughout the last DLC pack they also got Sephiroth. So it's like oh wow. They, they came back to Square Enix, and Square Enix was there. They were there for it. So yeah. there's something about the property of Smash Brothers and the way they've handled it that has been like, look, we have deftly and confidently taken care of other people's properties. Dozens of other companies' multi-million dollar properties. Um, they got Banjo-Kazooie and Steve from Minecraft... Um, from Microsoft, like yeah. that's a, that was a that was a massive thing. Yeah, and right. Doom guy, and and they're pulling. You know, they've got Street Fighter in there, which is theoretically a competing brand, right? It's a fighting game. Compete like they actually yeah. kind of clash and, in and like an te- industry way. And and Tekken thing, and Tekken, yeah, Kazuyo's in there. I think that's his yeah. name. Um, so yeah, it's as, interesting. as well as like a couple, you know, they also threw in, you know, Shovel Knight. They threw in like as as a me fighter. No, 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 Shovel as Knight's a, a assist trophy, assist trophy. But they put in Undertale as a me fighter. They put in, um, uh, Travis Touchdown from um No More Heroes as a me fighter. Yep. They yep. put in, um, I'm trying to think of some of the others. Like they, they put in the Dovakin from Skyrim as a me fighter. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so there's, there's, they, they put in a bunch of stuff. There's so much cross-boundary stuff, and it, and it kind of it's kind of weird, right? That it culminates in this like, look how much we we were able to bridge these companies together. The final swan song of Smash isn't. It's sort of this multiple step thing of like, wow, we really do have such a broad roster of really important figures in gaming, but also. Look how well we manage the corporate world. This is our shining trophy of of cutting through the red tape. Look how well we've managed this. Yeah, the um the the when Mario and Sora shake hands, that yeah. is not Mario and Sora shaking hands. No. That is Nintendo and Square Enix shaking yes. hands. 
It's oh, like the um, a... it's like Nintendo and Sony and Xbox at the Game Awards. It's like yeah, yeah. It's the it's it's that art of um of, of Spider Man going to go play with the Avengers and the two lawyers in the background, one with Mickey Mouse ears shaking hands. Yeah, it's that same. <laughs> it's that same thing. Um, like I I think I think he's a perfect fit for that game. Um. Mm-hmm. And like all the move, like I recognize all those moves. Like it's it's uh, th- once again, you know, they've done a great job of adapting a non-fighting game character into a fighting game character. Um, I think it's I think it's very sweet, and I think he I think he fits with those with that roster as well. Like it's it's a it's a very non-serious roster, you know, non-serious in the, in in the terms of its its characters are, you know, all wildly different. And come from different backgrounds, and mm. you know, like I don't know who else you would have picked. Like I guess my only other two ones that I, that I thought it could have been was Master Chief, um, or like Scorpion and Sub Zero. Yeah, and like honestly, those two are very serious. I don't think Master Chief would have fit in this game. I never really thought that was a great pick because like he's just he's a first person shooter guy. Like, <laughs> like what? Oh, I, th- I thought I thought he would have fit. Ah, uh, it just I I don't feel it fits the tone though. You know, in the same way that like Doom the guy's snake. in there, but he's a me fighter, so it's like <laughs> it it what doesn't. About, what about Snake? Yeah, Snake is so anime though. Like it's so over the top. Like you know, we've spoken about, about the story Steve of that game before. Minecraft. Like... Yeah. It's still not Halo. Halo is very serious. It's very military. Yeah, it's it's very no, no, it's I don't I actually don't agree. I think Halo is Halo is kind of it's science fiction. Like it's it's not like yeah, it's it's military, but it's also they have a gravity hammer and they have energy swords and lasers, right? Like it's yeah. it's also funny, right? It's a it's a funny series. Um you know, grunts getting exploded with "yay!" Right? Like it's, it's got a sense of humor. I think it actually would have fit. Yes, but um, in a mature setting, like you know, that grunt stuff—you shoot them in the head, and their head explodes. Like that's not like translatable. Yeah, but with confetti. <laughs> I know. I get it. I get it. But like, that's a very violent action to transpose into into Smash Brothers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Same with Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Their whole thing is ripping spines out of people and just blood and guts like but I, also I think they, it's a close they fit. have a sense of they have a sense of humor though because they also have the you ever seen the Mortal Kombat friendship moves do you know what they no. are so so it was an older thing which they then brought back into Mortal Kombat 11 which is a like you know when it goes like finish him and you get to do like a like a glory kill it's a it's a happy friendship version of that where like You'll grab their like you know their dead body, and you'll put him in a crowd and do stand up jokes, or you'll like, you know, tie up a balloon and make a balloon animal of them and then give it to them, and then and then the words friendship in birthday letters hang down from the top of the screen and it says friendship, <laughs> <laughs> and there's a ton of them and they're all really great. They're all really funny. Um, that game is silly. Um. Yeah, I, I, I think I, 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 I think Sora fits the most. I think it's um, yeah. I think it's perfect. Yeah, and you know, even the the lock on um is the lock on UI from Kingdom Hearts, and if Sora is the one that wins, it does the slow mo, um end of a fight 
like camera move that happens in oh, Kingdom Hearts as well. Yeah, it's it's th- there's there's a lot of attention to detail that that Sakurai has put into that Sakurai has put into it, mm. and it, it's really cool. I think it's done a great job. Um, mm. I don't know if I'm ready for Nintendo, and you know this might be this might become a bit of a uh, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe thing, right? Where it's like this game has got plenty. You'll you'll find for a while. You can coast on this. I think they could coast on Ultimate for years and i honestly hope they do because this game is it's a feat it's an absolute organizational design execution feat it's fantastic um but i don't i don't know if i i don't know what happens next and and that's the thing right because it's i i have two streams of thought what does the next smash brothers look like because Uh Having to go, having to follow the game that has everything in it. Like, how do you do that? Yeah. You know, do you make one that doesn't have everybody in it? People then get upset at characters not being included. It's the, it's the sun and no, sorry, it's the sword and shield not not being the first time you can't yeah. carry through all the Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Because at some point you can't, right? At some point you can't put over a thousand characters into one game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying, and you know. This, I don't think Sword and Shield did that particularly well, but like they, at some point, they would have had to make that call. Yeah, it is a um, problem that needs a solution, that needs addressing. Yeah, and uh, there was a thought that I, that I, that I heard from somewhere. I don't remember where now. Like, do they release another Smash Brothers Ultimate on the next gen of consoles, like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe? And does that then absolve them of having to do a new contract because they're claiming it's the same game? Um, I guess the answer to that is probably yes. Probably um, yes. I would I would th- expect, and honestly, I kind of hope for that. Like I said before, I kind of just want this game to exist for a while. Yeah. Um, do they retire the Smash Brothers name and just make another kind of style of fighting game? What What are they like? The Smash Brothers name is too. It's too like uh, foundational. It is, right? Like, it's it's a pinnacle of gaming. Like, it's... And it's... It's successful. It's not one that the company can sleep on, right? Because this, ultimately, is another avenue for Nintendo to make money with. So they're going to do it. They're going to do something that allows this property to make more money. Which means... More of it. Jeremy, are you familiar with the show Beast Wars? Yes. Yes? <laughs> What? <laughs> so in Beast Wars, right? There's three seasons of the show. And then um I'm trying to see at the end of the show there is it it changes into <laughs> the show changes into a different one. It kind of gets rebooted into this different different series. I'm trying to remember what it's called. Uh, but uh, is, this like, is this like when TMNT go into the future? Kind of, yeah. And it's like, it's the same show and it's most of the same uh, voice actors, but like, it's actually a different series completely. Um, Beast Wars did that. And I, I can't find the, 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 the name of the other show, which is really annoying because it's the whole reason I brought it up. Uh, but anyway, I think that's kind of, <laughs> apparently in... Canada, it's titled Beasties. (laughs) (laughs) 
Shut the fucking shut the fuck up. Beasties, Transformers in Canada. Oh, that's funny. Um, was there already a Beast Wars in Canada? No, this was made. This is a Canadian American computer animated television series. Right, but I mean, like, was there another show called Beast Wars in Canada that they couldn't like then name it that? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, enough about Beast Wars, right? Um, my point being. What if that's what if they do a next one that's drastically different? They do it, and the it, the, the mechanics are different and similar but different, and it's like, you know, it becomes more of like a Mario Strikers game, you know, Super Smash Brothers Strikers or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, what if it becomes not a reboot but a a reimagining, like a, a an evolution of the series is that what the next thing is like? Because Honestly, that, that's the only thing I can consider being happy with if it's good. Like, you're telling me you're going to make a new Smash game that's just like the old ones that Sakurai isn't involved in, that's got less characters, it's got less, like, cross-pollination, or, like, you're just going to try and do the same thing again but with different characters, except you've used all the good ones. Like, I kind of feel like that sort of spin-off, it's the same but it's different but it's the same but it's not kind of vibe is... I think it's the most obvious way forward. It doesn't mean it's the best way. Um, and it doesn't mean it's the way that Nintendo is going to do it. It definitely doesn't mean that Nintendo are going to do it because if it's obvious. Um, but yeah, it's kind of... I, I, that's the only way that I immediately see going forward happening. I think the final... Yeah, like, I, I, think, I think, yeah, like the next one they make is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate DX on the next generation of consoles. And it's... They can add characters that way with a new lead. Uh, they might not, though. You know, uh, I know, I know they might. I, I know they might not, but I think like they'll they'll be able to sell DLC that way as well. They'll be able to cut some new deals, and I think they like in 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 the nicest way possible. I think it'll feel less special because it's not Sakurai, and it'll feel a lot less curated. Yes. Um, of whether or not that is or not, and it's just and that's more of a feeling than it is a um. You know, like uh, only because like he's not there, um, and and the, the the whatever the next character is, if it's you know if it's Master Chief or if it's fucking you know anyone, people <laughs> will feel like it's it's not like people will immediately do the whole like oh this doesn't feel as special anymore or like oh you just grab anyone now sort of thing because it's mm. it's not like a it's not a hand picked decision by somebody it'll feel like it's it's like a committee decided thing when it probably still isn't anyway. Mm. Um, yeah. And, and, and then, then they'll put Waluigi in there. <laughs> like, like I'm, 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 I'm full serious. Like it'll be like a, it'll be a Nintendo going, yeah, why didn't we ever put Waluigi in there? And then um, there'll be no one there saying, we don't want Waluigi in there. <laughs> there'll be, there'll be people there to say, no, Waluigi's an assist trophy. And that means that if we put him in, we have to remove content. And that's never something we've done before in Smash Brothers. Like there's a precedent where it's like anyone who's an assist trophy in a game could in the uh, future become a fighter in a future game where they aren't an assist trophy. But in a game where they are an assist trophy, there is a precedent that they cannot become a playable character. Weird. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Anyway. we. You're going to you gonna, you gonna buy the thing? I think I'll, I asked you, but I don't remember. You did. Yeah. I, I will, um, now that it's complete. Just at some point... Um, I want to get a bit more familiar with the... Because I hardly played the first DLC pass. So I want to get a bit familiar with Joker and Terry and Banjo. Um, 
because I played a lot of Byleth. <laughs> and uh, um, and then we'll see about it. Because I was think I was sitting there thinking when I was playing the other night, I was like, oh yeah, what? Because what I started, they started with Min Min, who's got all of the from Arms, who's got all of the the swappable arms. And I'm like, that's gonna be an absolute like mind bending kind of thing to try and wrap my head around and do effectively. And then there's Steve, who apparently is like really hard to like get your head around as well. They've got such unique yeah. mechanics in the second pass, even in the first pass as well. Like Terry's got his like he's got like a build up meter, and and uh, Joker's got his persona meter, and um, Hero's got the magic bar, and like Byleth is the most standard of all of those characters um that's the thing they, like all of those other characters have resources you know what i mean like banjo like tui can only shoot or kazooie rather kazooie can only shoot a certain number of eggs and they only have a certain number yeah. of golden feathers it becomes resource mm. management and i'm like my brain's not ready for this i just want to press the buttons <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i want to spend a bit more time with those first characters and then i'll get the second pass i'm gonna buy sora but i don't think i'm gonna get into the others i think that's fair I think that's very sensible. When was the last time you played Smash? Uh, this year, but like only against my housemates. Yeah. Oh no, I played once on my own for some reason. <laughs> I think it was I was I was jealous of getting my ass kicked, and so I just played like two hours of Donkey Kong. This is my best character. Well, Jeremy, you know I would have happily, via Nintendo Switch Online service, kicked your ass as well. Just just putting that out there. Yeah, but every time we played online, it was fucking shocking. We played like 20 minutes once, and it wasn't that it, bad. That's how bad it was. I would be happy to play more. But anyway, that's a topic for another discussion. This is the end of the podcast, everyone. We made it. Thank you for sticking with us. Uh, this is another one where it's like, I can't believe we went this long, but also I don't know what we would have cut. Maybe you have an idea of what we could would have cut. If you want to tell us about that, you can go to twitter.com. <laughs> tell me that. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah you can go to Twitter and you can find uh, all of us there <laughs> Jeremy, Kerry and Minimap <laughs> all of us <laughs> as well as June our, our third co-host deep in the middle of, uh, of end of semester study at the moment um, if you wanted to tweet at us or if you want to see the things that we tweet you can go to different accounts the Minimap one is at MinimapAU uh, Jeremy said his before, it's Obi-Wan Jez. Mine is KJ Palmer underscore 24. Um, you can also go to the website to catch this episode and all the other episodes of this podcast and our other podcasts. Um, aside from that, I think that's about it. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I have no idea what we're going to talk about next week. I also have no idea how long it's going to go for, but I hope you'll be there with us. Uh, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time.